the that the is host. crazy. That's crazy because for when I record, see when I see on, shots for, fired, for I record, see you in the, the chat record, before the, the show record. starts. And the crazy thing is, he even shares your name, Jordan Clay, in the chat. He said LD must be the host because we're late, <laughs> and so he's, JD was like, "Yeah, man, we got to start the show now because you know we I can't tolerate slander." No, that's you're crazy it to them, bro. We're that's late. Dope. You're the host, LD, bro. Bro, what? No, 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 no. When we're late, usually it falls on Ron's shoulders because Ron is L host. We are big dubs <laughs> over here. Like nothing but dubs. All only, we do is catch only dub is dubbinaires. So yes, I am. Is. I am the only dubbinaire. Jay, let's not get it twisted. Uh, I, but I claimed my allegiance to the dubbinaires last episode. You did. You, you know what? That is true. So, or is it like what? a very exclusive club? Like, how do we get in? Jay, I mean, I, I am. This is what it is, right? I am always open to people joining my force. But yeah. when somebody has relentlessly tried to bash me relentlessly have tried to attack me it's just it, it's very hard for me to trust and that's where all relationships and all rela- uh, allegiances are built on and built upon yeah he trust. might be a sleeper system. okay wait so, dub, dub can my- we can we maybe use this episode to clear the air between you and i like i feel like there's been just some bottled up emotions between the two of us and i just want to clear the air so we can move forward as brothers and okay. nothing but love don't, for, don't fall for it, the player's choice Hold eternity. I, I will, as a dubbinaire, I, I need to be honest. And when I was a doubleholic, I had a thing called little man syndrome. And, <laughs> <laughs> and with my little man syndrome, there were times in the episodes where I just wanted to reach across my camera and just slap you in the face <laughs> so hard. And I really couldn't because of who you are and what you represent to this uh, team. As a dubbinaire, though, I am willing to let go of these feelings. I am willing to move on from these feelings. I will not be basing my actions upon my emotions and my little man syndrome, per se. But at the end of the day, Jay, nothing changes. I have to be mindful with you. If you do want to join the dubbinaires, I do appreciate that. But you have to prove to me that okay. you are not the hypocrite <laughs> and the L host that you have been for the last <laughs> 160 episodes. Okay. So, I, so hey. how's how's life treating you on the other side of the the syndrome? Spectrum? That's a great question. Great question. Uh, for me, yeah, as a debonair. No, as good. a as a you said Napoleon complex, little man syndrome, whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're yeah, moving yeah. on beyond that. Yeah, like you're on the other side now. Like, how, how's it feel? It feels is great. The, is the grass greener? I feel I feel like a changed man. Um, less angry, less stressful. Uh. And more listening. I think I have more cooperative conversations when uh, I'm not over here trying to be angry and yelling at people. So Fire. it's definitely uh, the debonairs are on top. Never forget that. If you guys are do care to join, I'm going to set up a Discord uh, <laughs> tag. I'm going to change the uh, tag as well. The doubleholics could still be there. You could be a member of both the doubleholics on the and the debonairs. I'm a doubleholic on Saturday nights. I will never change that. And but debonairs on top. Fire. I don't want to so sound like I feel I'm like toxic I, or anything, but uh, I'm a doubleholic to the death of me. And I won't I, be I, mad at you. I, I need that. I need Dub in his nastiest phase when I'm around him. When when, when you on air, pause. I need you to really be like Dub Dub. But I like this Dub. 
This dub I, I, mean, I like this dub too. I, I like all ele- dubs. I, I like elevation. Mm-hmm. I like there's a there's a couple there's a couple there's a couple dubs that I that I don't care for, but I do I do like the majority of the dubs. The the issue is the issue is that there's a lot of people that don't understand or don't hear what I'm saying, and that's part of me just getting all up in my emotions. So I I do want to represent my cases in a more understandable and productive manner. And me being a double holic, although it's very fun, a lot of people get things misconstrued and misunderstood. So this is the perfect way to represent that double nairs is on top i don't know about y'all but i am heat today my head is about to explode <laughs> yeah. all right so so moving forward i understand that i have to gain your respect it's not going to happen all in one day it's going to be over the course of time yeah, yeah jd check your time will heal all wounds i respect that that's fine hey i will i will own up to the ways that i have treated you in the past dub I will apologize. I am sorry. I hope that we can move on from this and we could be we could be bros. It could be all love up here. You know, I might go from muting you a handful of times to just maybe once a show or maybe once every other show. Who knows? I'll, I'll start limiting my mutes. I'm going to tell you what I told a female who treated me so wrongly and did something terrible to me. I will say <laughs> time does heal all. But sometimes it's not meant to heal. I don't know. <laughs> we will have to see. So is, is, Governor, is he a philosopher on the side? Like, do you write poetry and shit? <laughs> like, Me? Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always had this in my bag. I'm very articulate, and I'm very when I do want to be uh, very educated. It's, and you just it's the Drake that. in you, huh? It's that life the Drake. No, yeah, Drake is not life. educated. He's just emotional. He gets in his bag a lot, <laughs> and he just likes to be in his feelings. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and cry about a female cheating on me. That's just not me. I will be upset and angry about it, but I'm not going to be in my pillow sitting here. Why did she cheat on me? No, no, that's not me. That's Drake, not me. Mamba Multiverse said, Ron, great job hosting the panel. Love that show. Oh, man, I love that show, too. I think I do a pretty good job as well, man. Dub, dub host over, over there on the panel, huh? Yeah, Ron. Hope, do you think hope, you, do you think uh, you could host Players Choice the way that you host the panel? Though, is this like a different w- realm? It's a completely different realm, and with Dub being who he is now, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a completely different world over here. Mars, <laughs> Mars, when he gets nasty, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but Players' Choice is global. Um, I know that we've we've mentioned this a few shows just throughout our our 169 episodes now. But we got a recent review. We haven't gotten a ton of reviews on the podcast, but we got one from South Korea. He said, love this show. Love from Korea. Enjoy listening on my way to school and when I'm exercising. Hope y'all blow up even more. And J.D., if you see this, tell Shaq he's my favorite, and it's not even close. That's from from Obi. Fire! Thank Shout you, brother. Appreciate Korea, that. We'll, that's crazy. Man. We'll let Shaq know. Hopefully, he's tuned in and, and he heard that. Um, bros, what is what's good, man? What's going on? I'm excited to be here today. What is Mars? going on? Doug. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I, I I don't appreciate that. Every time we start this show, we have to wait thirty, maybe half an hour for uh, an ounce of a word from you. So I think Jay, <laughs> we should start. Jay, we should start every show. Um, Mars has to say at least a hello or hi. How's everybody doing? Or just say something because 
I don't appreciate that. Mars, I love hearing your talk. Your voice could really put me to sleep, honestly, uh, if I were to play it at night. And I just, you know, I would like to hear more from you. So please say something. I forgot you had a secret infatuation with Mars's voice and, and Shaq's on the low. Shaq's voice is amazing. Mars's voice is top tier. My brother told me the other day it's probably one of the best voices I've ever heard in my life. Mars, you about to you need to start doing like commercial voiceovers and stuff like that. I sound like everyone else in London. Like if I did anything in London, no one would talk about my voice. But you guys are uncultured. Mars, what? <laughs> uncultured is crazy. Mars, what's going on in your world, bro? Like what's going on outside the show? You got anything exciting going on? No. Um, I I I come on the show, I talk basketball, and then I come off the show, watch basketball, ready to talk more basketball in the next show. What basketball have you been watching recently? You've been watching um, like old school tapes? I mean, I had to make sure that I wasn't wrong on my Magic Johnson agenda, so I had to go watch some Magic Johnson games to make sure that I was you correct. You were wrong, huh? I, I was yeah. wrong. I was 100% correct. Oh. So I spent a lot of time watching um, old Magic Johnson games, and then I was also watching the 04 finals yesterday, which was interesting, but... Yeah. I remember hey, now what? at the end of last show, I don't remember if we were still on air or not, but you said that you had some Magic Magic Johnson agenda to push today. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I, I don't remember this. Do you want me to get into the Magic Johnson agenda? Well, really, already, really, you're, you're you already completely left the show, I think. Really yeah. quick. Did, did you gonna... do all your research? Do you? you yes, I did. Your agenda is set He's prepared. Stone. He's prepared. Listen, so let's Ron, Ron, you may not have a good show because I also have something to say. Do you see what I sent you? Let's get into that later, man. Mark, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. you something exclusively? Nah, nah. Um, I sent it in the group chat on Instagram. So let me hit this really quick. Uh, Quentin Davis Bright said, Yo, Jay, I'm glad you appreciated my message on IG. Q, always good to hear from you, bro. Appreciate you always just staying tapped in and, and hitting us with, with all the love, man. It's dope. Um, before we get into this Magic Johnson agenda, I just want to give you guys kind of a overview of what is to come in this show so we're going to be talking about what is going on in phoenix there's still some beef i think between ayton and monty williams i'd like to discuss some of that um and then we'll talk about some media day nba media day coverage and um other other kind of spicy topics that are going on right now leading into the nba season we're we're a, less than a month away we're like a couple weeks away right October 18th or 19th? Yeah, October 19th. A few weeks away, yes. Basketball season is approaching. Basketball Either season way, is upon us. Yeah, Basketball winter is here. The uh, the Sixers play the Celtics first on TNT, and then the Lakers play the Warriors. Got a smooth doubleheader. Fire. Can we address something that, before Mars gets in his bag, that seventh denim put right here? Please. Uh, Put it up. Put it up on the screen. Dub still thinks it's impossible for robots to be programmed to capture stats like rebounds, steals, and blocks. That is not what I said. All I said was it's extremely difficult, and it's not something that we should that I think we should expect within the next three to five years. That's 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 part of me clarifying what I said instead of me just being in my bag. Of course, it can happen. Technology, the things that humans are doing and capable is endless. The possibilities are endless, but it's something that's going to be extremely difficult to do. Continue, Mars. 
Yo, this right, is something Mars. that's been lingering on for like three, four shows. Like, I, I, I missed it. Can I just know how this whole thing oh, started? Oh, you missed it? Okay. We'll I, I don't want to get all the way back we'll into give you it the quick. We'll did. give you the quick synopsis. So we were just talking about how uh, it had to do with refing or not refing stat keeping and human error and like you know it's it's up to interpretation of how you would calculate an assist and then we kind of got into this this bag of like what if technology could just essentially calculate all the stats for us um and it just automatically in a computer it's calculated as opposed to somebody writing in a scorebook and then we just kind of debated the the possibilities of that and whatnot and there is an aspect of that that Shaq actually brought to our attention outside the show that is currently happening with a, a software for like watching film and whatnot so yeah. there is technology there that does exist it's just a matter of what is that something that they would implement into the NBA but anyway we don't have to get all into that because it's that was from like two or three episodes ago if you want to hear the entire conversation go watch 166 or 167 i believe but anyway mars what is this magic johnson agenda um it's about mainly the way people talk about magic johnson especially the first finals he was in when like for example there was a tiktok that was posted on the players choice channel where um it was about dub's take on chris paul and magic johnson and if you read the comments, you hear people talking about Magic Johnson replacing Kareem. Magic Johnson could play center. He could guard one through five. All of that is nonsense. None of it is true. It's all made up. It's people just spewing revisionist history about nothing that actually happened in the game. If you watch the game, which I had to take my due diligence and do, even though I've watched it before, but I had to confirm so no one could say I was making it up. The only thing Magic Johnson did in that game that would imply he played center was do the jump ball at the start of the game. That's the only thing he did. And the only reason he did the jump ball was because the player who actually played center for the Lakers, um, Jim Jones, can't jump that high. That's the only reason he did it. He didn't guard Daryl Dawkins, who was the Philadelphia 76ers center. He didn't guard him for one possession, not one time. He was guarding um, Caldwell Jones and Bobby Jones when he came into the game. That's who he was guarding. Nothing really changed because they added Michael Cooper into the starting lineup. Magic Johnson didn't go from guarding Lionel Hollins to guarding a four. He was either guarding Caldwell Jones the whole series or Dr. J. Nothing changed. He didn't change schematically. Nothing changed defensively. He was guarding the same people he always guarded. The only difference was Kareem didn't play and Michael Cooper went into the starting lineup. And people just ran with that because Magic Johnson had a great game, which I'm not denying. He was great. But it wasn't. he didn't replace Kareem and play center and start. So what, what was the starting lineup? It was Michael Cooper, Norm Nixon... Jim Jones, Magic Johnson, and Jamal Wilkes. That was the starting five. Norm Nixon at the one, Michael Cooper at the two, Jamal Wilkes at the three, Magic Johnson at the four, and um, Jim Jones at the five. Magic Johnson didn't guard Daryl Dawkins, who was the sixth center the whole series. He didn't go near him. The only thing he did was do a jump ball, and people ran with it and acted like Magic Johnson could guard one through five. He couldn't even guard ones. He wasn't guarding Lionel Hollins that series. He couldn't guard twos. It was Michael Cooper and Norm Nixon guarding the ones and twos. He was either guarding Dr. J or Coldwell Jones. He couldn't guard anyone in his own position and he couldn't guard fives. People ran with that narrative. I don't know why they ran with the narrative, but now they use it to say that Magic Johnson was some versatile defender. He wasn't even a good defender. It's just made up and people just go and run with it. And he didn't even deserve the finals MVP, but that's a completely different story. But people just, when we talk about the old players, the stories about them tend to carry their legacy more than what actually happened on the court. And Magic Johnson in that 1v5 myth is probably the biggest example of that that we have in recent history. And that was something I had to say because people just keep saying it. I had a debate in the YouTube comments about it with one guy. 
he said that Magic Johnson could guard one through five. I asked him how he knew that. He said, did you watch the first finals? I knew he had never watched the first finals, but he wanted to say that I wasn't the one watching it. But he, I know he's wrong, and I just had to say that to the world. So, so that comment is what set a fire under you, that you had to go watch this it, so I you could prove him wrong. Time. I see it all the time, and I knew it was never true because I'd watched the series. But then I saw the comments on TikTok talking about it. And the thing is, a lot of people, especially on TikTok, because they're all young, they're all like 13, 14. They don't understand basketball at all. <laughs> so they just talk and they go based off what they've heard. Damn, they, uh, they don't, uh, they 19 don't year old R speed ages is crazy. It's crazy. Because no, the thing is, I, I've watched basketball. <laughs> Talking about Magic Johnson. I, I, know <laughs> I know what happens because I take the time to watch these games. These people don't know what happened. They hear from their parents or whoever. Oh, Magic Johnson played center. Now they go and tell their kids, and that's how rumors start. And people just want to agree with it. But they don't do their own knowledge. They don't check. They don't fact check. They don't do none of that. They read the box score. Magic Johnson, 42, 15, and 7. Kareem didn't play. Oh, Magic Johnson played center and had a great game. That's as far as their knowledge goes. But me, I actually watch the games, can confirm what actually happened. But those people, like, their basketball understanding isn't that high to... Mark, so he wasn't not... he wasn't in there banging in the post. He wasn't guarding the no, center. No, like... no. Caldwell Jones was more of a for the time. He was more of a stretch stretch four. He wasn't shooting threes, but he was more operating in the mid range. He wasn't a post player. He wasn't even a scorer. Like they never gave the ball to Caldwell Jones and said go get a bucket. That wasn't a thing. And then Bobby Jones, everyone knows he was a great defender. There wasn't much offense with him either. Like Magic Johnson wasn't doing anything on defense. Nineteen eighty, Magic Johnson was a liability on defense. So people just ran in with that narrative. Like it just shows that they so don't take what, time to watch. What, these what makes you all say the show, all the games? I watched every single game of the series. Oh, he's yeah, serious. I thought you were about to say the season. I was like, oh, oh my no, no. And Kareem, <laughs> Kareem, one hundred percent deserved the Finals MVP, but obviously he got hurt and missed Game Six. And Magic Johnson had a great game, so he won the awards. Similar. What, to do, do you think that that was controversial? The way that they made it like out to be? Um, because you know that was a big like. Looking back on it, I believe it's a bad decision that Magic Johnson won it. But I understand because they did the same thing with James Worthy in 88 because he had the big game seven. He won the finals MVP. Magic Johnson clearly deserved that one as well. So back in the back in the day, it seemed to be whoever had the big closeout game would, if like it was close, they would win the finals MVP. I don't agree with that, but that's how they seem to do it. So I guess it balanced out. Magic got one he didn't deserve, but he lost one he did deserve. So. Okay. Hey, shout so- out Blank Boys in the chat. Mars, Mars, that Mars. was, yeah, Mars, that was actually beautiful, bro. I, I almost shed a tear. Like, honestly, that was just beautiful to see, beautiful to hear. Uh, so I would like to ask you this question. Do, don't you think that a healthy Chris Paul could possibly do the same thing that Magic Johnson has done on the Lakers? In the 80s? Yes. Um. Yeah, probably. And I go a step further to say that they don't lose to Houston in 1984, I believe. Is it 84 or 86? One of them years where the Magic, the Lakers are in turmoil that year. And part of that is part of the blame towards that is Magic Johnson because he requested a trade because he didn't like the coaching change. And they were trying to change the system and take the ball out of his hands. And he actually requested a trade and it kind of ruined the Lakers chemistry that season. But um, so, so Chris Paul's never requested a trade. Dub, this is nasty. You talking you about this? No, this is. This is no, you talking about this is beautiful because it pushes your it's, Chris Paul, it's, your nasty no, Chris Paul agenda. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's beautiful because beautiful. he's waking up the masses. He's it's waking up the masses. Beautiful. He's killing narratives that needs to be killed. Okay. Okay. They hold okay. Magic okay. Johnson and act as if this guy didn't have a damn Norm Nixon, a Jamal Wilkes, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he didn't start with the superior supporting cast, a more superior supporting cast in NBA history, and they put they put this man on a pedestal as if it's no question that he's the best point guard of all a time pe- and it's ridiculous because 
He's he, the best he, point guard of all time. Because of what? Winning. That's it. Winning, yes. When we talk about his winning, game, we talk about yes. he has the same, he has the same deficiencies as uh, Stephen Curry on defense as well. And the impact that Stephen Curry has on the offensive end. I mean, come on, bro. Yo, 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 yo. But this is this because this is what I was about to get into with Mars. He was mm-hmm. talking about, and, I, and this is the question I have for you. You said he was a liability on defense. What made in Magic a liability on defense? But not not only this liability, but hold on, this liability thing. Like we're talking about one of the greatest basketball players to ever play basketball ever, and then you're comparing he wasn't one of the greatest in his rookie to year. Chris Paul. But Who cares about rookie year? We're ta- I'm talking about. That's what I was talking about. The I'm talking about in totality. Guidance, he was a rookie. The okay, that's fine. Guidance, that's fine. He was a liability on defense that whole year. That's fine. That's fine. But. Dub just said that CP3 could do what Magic did. Unless you were just talking about specifically then. No, yes. Barring barring injury, and this is the main thing that I have to say about Chris Paul and barring injury. Barring injury, this guy is one of the most complete point guards of all time. There's really no flaws in his game. And what he does in the postseason, he always performs to the test. There's maybe like two or three postseasons where he has. When you say he could do the same thing that Magic could have, like, you know, did, you mean like just the success? Just yeah, the success. Yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about winning. Yeah. Maybe not the MVPs because a lot of people love Magic Johnson, and I, I, I just, I can't determine how people's gonna feel about giving out MVP awards because it's all determined on narrative. But I, I, I think fluid. that they win five chips. Sports no fluid. What. I need you to come up here and cook these balls off. Sports <laughs> fluid. Please chime in if you're ready to come on the show. Calling sports fluid. He will come in here and set the record. You guys are log off the show. I swear. If he comes, hold in, on. About what? Also, Sports Fluent is the biggest Magic fan in in all of the players' choice. And he was network. the only one who actually watched all of those games as well. But when you get so, old, your memory gets a little fuzzy. Because and he watched them as just because you watch them doesn't mean your memory serves you correctly. And when you're young, I trust, you can I trust my two-week-old memory more than I trust his 40-year-old memory. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the series much more. Aegis Mars is fire, man. I love it. Everybody could get it. Fucking babies in strollers, senior citizens, everybody could get it, man. Nobody's safe out here. I assume I've watched the series more recently than Fluent has, so I'm going to trust what I watched more than I'm going to trust what he watched. But hold on. I don't get why people say you have to watch them live to get it. I don't agree. Let's get back into that, though, because you call it magical liability on defense. I want to know how far... How much weight that really holds and what that has to do with him being able to guard one through five. Nobody ever said Magic was going to lock up the one, lock up the two, put put the center in shackles and he won't be able to get a rebound. Nobody said that. The ability to be able to guard one through five is still an asset. And that's all we were saying. How many above average defenders are in the league? How many elite defenders are in the league? You can probably count on both hands, elite defenders in the NBA, and after, and that's it. Yo, I say I say Zion Williamson is it can play defense, and you guys lost your mind. Yeah, he can't. Oh, speaking okay, of Zion, I so talk you see about what I'm saying? Too. So, bro, just, being, but, being but in Magic the passing lane, couldn't being in the passing because he was standing there. Doesn't who guard can guard one through five? Not many people. That's why Magic who? Johnson shouldn't be thrown into that. Conversation. Yo, Mar- Marcus Smart was the defensive player of the year last year and yeah, was in the finals getting people. cooked. Yeah, so who can guard one through five? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about you know elite defenders, quote unquote, right? You will put an elite defender on an elite offensive guy. The elite offensive guy is if he's on, when he's on. There is no defending that person, so and it doesn't really matter. Like make. everybody's I getting cooked. That, but exactly. Johnson wasn't guarding elite guys. He still wasn't good. He couldn't you, guard his own position. You just, you just said he was guarding Doctor J. And, and, and who is that? Doing that series? And who is that? 
and Magic Johnson was not doing a good job. Just so oh, you know, oh, wait, wait, and, that's the point they, we just made. Him the whole time. It wouldn't have, yo. I Those don't care if you would have put, if you would have put defender. Ron Artest in the time machine and sent him back to that series. Doctor Jake Cook and Ron you Artest do a better too. job. You know why? Because he's a good defender. Magic Johnson wasn't a good defender. I just he said could, Ron Artest would get cooked too, and he's a good okay, defender. I'm not. I'm not saying Magic Johnson don't get cooked by Doctor J. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he wasn't a good defender. I'm not saying he wasn't a good defender because he got cooked by Dr. J. He wasn't a good defender because he was too slow to guard his own position, which is point guard. He couldn't guard shooting guards for the same reason. He couldn't guard any athletic wings, Dr. J included. He could only guard stretch fours who weren't post players, and he couldn't guard one five. There was not one post player who Magic Johnson could legitimately guard. He had one, he had either guard unathletic threes or stretch fours. That's as far as his limit of guarding went. He wasn't so a good defender by any that's all, that's all he could lock up is what you're saying. No, that's he didn't lock up. I mean, but, but to be fair, though, to be fair, though, that's a lot of, like, average defender's spectrum. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is as far as their prime. defensive capabilities prime, go. Average. In his prime, he was average. As a rookie, he was below average. He wasn't He wasn't even good at guarding anyone as a rookie. Yo, and the point... Fair, he's a rookie. I don't expect... Jerob, you don't own any lights? Hold on, I'm about to um turn some on right now. It's not light enough, right? I'm thinking the same thing. I like that hoodie, though. The point, the point I'm making is he was tall enough to guard any big. At 6'9", he could guard a center. I'm not saying he could lock him up. He could guard a center. He could guard a power forward. You just said he can guard threes. Now, when it comes to point guards and shooting guards, yes, you said, okay, yeah, he's not fast enough. But at the same time, that's when I go to your dude, Steph Curry. He can't guard yeah. point guards either, so it's yeah, like he's an average, he's an average defender, and he was a liability. Well, okay, for but that's that, that's that's the that's that's the point I'm making though. You don't have to be a great defender to guard somebody. He can guard one through five. He may not be exceptional at guarding ones. He might Rob, not be amazing you, at guarding fives. If you're like, you know what he has the ability to guard, the to guard on the one court, through five. You can't guard one nope. through five. No, nobody said he was an elite defender. So why do people but, say he can guard one through five? Because he if can just, guard one through five. I just told them. you he can guard one through five. Steph Curry can get switched onto a center and he's technically guarding them. So Steph not necessarily. Okay, uh, but Magic just, can guard a point guard better than Steph Curry can guard. Like a like Rudy is switching out on the on the wing exactly. defender and he's Rudy technically guard guarding him too. Five, Yo, Magic guard. Magic guarding a point guard. Nobody's gonna pick on Magic and just say, oh, that's we're what they did. Magic all day. Much Magic Johnson guarding Isaiah Thomas and look what happens. He can't stay in front of people. That's one. That's one. That's one player. That was the first. You're bringing up elite. Players. Point guards, he couldn't guard front- point guards. There you wasn't one point guard Magic Johnson could stay in front of consistently. I'm sure one. there was one you, point guard. There's not a you name me somebody in history that can guard Ma- Isaiah Thomas. Na- give me one person. Jesus Christ. So they don't I hate, try to, I hate this don't try to no, isolate Wait, Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ Ron, could probably Ron, guard Ron, Isaiah Thomas. Don't try to isolate Magic Johnson on Isaiah Thomas. No, it's not that. I hate that point. Guarding any point guards. There was a reason why they had to get Michael Cooper. There was a reason Norm Nixon was playing defense. Jamal Wilkes was Okay, so now now I'm going to go down the whole spectrum of great players who didn't have to guard people because you saved your great players for offense. That's fine. Why does LeBron get Shane defenders? Why does LeBron get Shane Battier? That's the only reason I'm bringing this up. I don't care about Magic Johnson's defense. I never use it in arguments. But when people say he could guard one through five, which is objectively it's, false, I'm going to talk about his it's, defense it's, and how it's, it was it's trash. Not, it's not false, though. It's not. Well, I, I think, I think Ron, what Ron, what you're saying is just because you have the ability to do something, then you have to win points. I mean, Jokic has the ability to guard one through five. Rudy Gobert has the ability to guard one what? through five. I mean, that doesn't everyone make sense. Everybody, every, no, 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 wait, you're wrong. Wait, you're wrong. Wait, he's, yo, Dub is, Dub is actually right. Ron, Ron, I'm before you go crazy, you're wrong. What I'm saying is what Ron is saying, just because you have the ability 
Just because you have the ability to do something does not mean that you're good at it. But just because somebody has the ability to go at one through five, that that should be winning points. Bing I'm bong. saying no. If you're if you're a bad defender, you're a bad defender. Regardless if you're versatile or not, you're bad. That's what the point I was making. So yeah. you can be a versatile defender but still be bad at every aspect of your versatility. Just because you can, uh, you guard can be one below. Five, you if can still if be you bad. if you can guard one through five, right? You can be b- a below average defender defending the one, the two, the three, the four. Like that's yes. what you're saying. Yo, what he's yes. saying, what he's saying is technically, and he's not wrong. Every single player can guard one through five. You know why? But they, they can't I, stop. We should stop one through. We five. should not even introduce that shit because technically oh, speaking, everybody. That lives on this exactly. planet Earth can be an NBA player because we like, toss this motherfucker a jersey and boom, exactly. we put that's him, we sub him in, and guess what? Level. He's an NBA player. Come on, you're that's a little. That's what he's doing. Like, no, we should, no. and if you think that's nasty, point, I think though. that's nasty too. We should just dismiss all of that. Like, let's not even talk about that. That's crazy. Right. Well, let's not. We have some super chats. I'd like to actually get to yeah, these super ahead. chats because okay, the Magic Johnson agenda here for it. Um. Thank you for bringing that up, Mars. That was great conversation. Mike Will, hope you fellows are having a great Wednesday. Road to 100K. Facts, Mike Will. We're going to hit that fast, bro. Thank you for the super chat. Leaf Diggy, good job clearing up the magic narrative one through five. Thank you, Leaf Diggy, for the super chat. King of Jurors, bro. Mars' LBJ game six versus Celtics right now. Sheesh. (laughs) And seventh denim. Cool, but how does this affect LeBron's legacy? (laughs) <laughs> uh did you guys see lebron's tweet that he deleted where uh god the mid from akron the, the mid from akron fire that's going to be used all season forever. that is yeah, crazy forever. bro um tc the dawn dub and jd teaming up is the new dudley boys let's go dub and i are about to we're about to be on yeah, some five, some shit for the next few weeks hey j-rob by the way i don't know if you're tapped into the beginning of the show but you know this is a show where we get to get stuff off our chest we get to apologize to one another for you know just kind of being nasty to each other so i i'm just opening up the floor if you'd like to apologize to me or well, you were just nasty me again you left me hanging i said hi oh my brother. bad my bad bro. Jeez, there we go. my bad didn't see Apologize it Apologize to you jd yeah for what for being nasty bro you was out here disrespecting me on twitter and my yukon huskies bro that was hilarious well, you like you <laughs> was back and forth me, bro. was crazy you know that you know that um you know that video uh, uh adrian broner like damn i'm getting cooked yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. how i felt in that moment <laughs> i had no defense we was losing by 40 he didn't smoke by 40. Like, <laughs> he called, bro. This man calls me at FaceTime, the game, FaceTime. FaceTime me at the game, bro. <laughs> Since this is what a real husky looks like. So if anybody's out here, calling me, bro, it's you, and I deserve the apology. Bro. I was on Twitter getting cooked because of you with no defense. Yo. With absolutely no defense. Yo. Is JD a menace to society? There was a yes. 50 point route going on. Wow, you're out here comparing Huskies, bro. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fire. Okay, Doug, sorry. Doug, sorry to answer your question, absolutely. A lot of you guys don't know the real JD. This is just the host JD. The yes. real JD? He's a jerk. Different breed. He's a bit of a different jerk. Different breed. Yo, to be honest, I, I, you guys toxic, seriously toxic don't JD. know the real JD. Like, Listen, man, I, I feel toxic like JD. I didn't know him either, but, you know, JD and I, we uh, we linked up, what was it, like on Sunday? Yeah. After after the last episode, and I've gotten to know JD just a little bit, <clears throat> and the part that I got to know is that he's a lightweight. 
<laughs> Yo, can we this, let's tell let's moment. tell the story. Let's tell the story. Tell the story. You get drunk off fucking beers. <laughs> Yo, okay, so Euro oh, no, no. how many beers though? Yo, Euro we, thought we, we this gotta, was crazy. So, okay, it's so like Sunday, IPA? last last Sunday, I mentioned this at the top of the show. I was hanging. Like I was hungover. We were celebrating my buddy's birthday. And I I had only taken two shots, but I had had like six IPAs or something. And IPAs pretty heavy. Like I could usually only do like two or three before it starts hitting that. Like, okay, I should probably slow down level. And so um, when we linked, Euro's like, oh, how you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, you know, still hang, whatever. And he's like, what what were you drinking? And I was like, oh, you know, some some beer, some IPAs. And he looks at me with this dead serious. He goes, you get drunk off beers? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was the same thing. It was that like an insult. So childish. <laughs> it's so childish, man. Hold up, though. Six it IPAs ain't how ain't light, though. Yeah, Bro, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm... IPAs aren't light, though. He is what, right about what, that. They aren't. What kind of IPAs and what size? Whatever. All them shits is fruity, man. Like, Yo. what are we doing, bro? This Euro. is lemonade no, Euro, with a little bit of alcohol in it. Nah, Euro. The children in Europe drink this. Euro, IPAs ain't no joke. Whatever, like, fool. Like, all right, Euro. I'm telling you, take that. I, I know, bro. I tried to drink them joints. Oh, you can't. You you just don't drink beer. Is that what you're saying? No, I drink. I know what you're talking about, man. Like, I was I'm born asking, and raised in Germany. Like, so Oktoberfest is like, you know what I mean? Like, like oh, that's yeah, what we yeah. do, nah, bro. Like, sure, I can't even count sure, on. Sure. Yeah, like, come on, bro. I was born and raised in Germany. Yeah, how many yeah. shots would it take for you to God, get drunk, Euro? Shots of what? Liquor. Tennessee. No, like shots shot of what? Because if we're talking, like you give me one shot of tequila, I'm done for the night. Mm. Like I, I'm probably gonna throw that one up because I Henny? can't stomach tequila. No, we're talking about Henny. Weights, I mean, Henny, I can do like shots back to back, more than half a bottle, easy. Jesus, damn, easy. Yeah, that would send me <laughs> to how, the moon. How, how many is that? Yeah. That's like I'd be what, like ten? Spinning like a top. I, no. I don't know. That's not, I don't know if that's ten. That might be more than ten. But drink no, 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 that, no, no. Because the top, no, because the top of the bottle is skinny. So, it's bro, there's only many. there's only like twelve shots in a a fifth or something like that, right? Something I like can that. Like, like I can kill. I'm tripping. Like I can kill a bottle easy. Like I mean, I'm not. You know, I don't want to sound like a degenerate and shit. But like, I mean, I can drink dark easy. With what that being said, please, everyone watching, do not try that at home. We are not encouraging binge Facts, drinking. Though. This you're, is you're, you're all like six eight too, so he a little bigger than yeah. your average person. So you it's like, yeah, five, no, you five that. six mfs in the chat. I know you're all five six. Leaf Diggy. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some short people out here. <laughs> he said off topic, but I got Jokic for MVP guaranteed. Jokic with the three p. That'd be nasty. All right, let's talk about what is going on in the NBA right now. Um, can we start with Zion? Have you guys seen what he's looking like right now? Yeah, I would love to start with Zion. Lean and mean. Go ahead, Ron. <laughs> it's going to be a major I told you so season. I'm telling you. I'm, <laughs> Zion, I'm ready to watch Zion, Zion play basketball. Zion is yeah, about same. to come destroy the league. And it's mm -hmm. it's, it's about to be fun to watch. You're going you're gonna to see Duke Zion in the NBA. What yeah. kind of what kind of season do you see for him this year? Um, he got he since CJ McCollum's over there. I think his scoring average is going to go down from when he averaged twenty eight. What it was like twenty eight. I forgot. Like twenty seven, seven like in, and they got 
and they got Ingram. Who, see him I was about to say, I, well, I still see that. There's here's a lot of points on the that thing. team. I think, I, he's gonna, I think he's going to fly under the radar, as is everybody else on New Orleans, but they will be the sleeper because they're a small market mm-hmm. team. Nobody's going to be paying attention to them, and they're going to rack up some dubs. Like, yeah. you're gonna, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, very shit. Very well, bro. I mean, yeah, like I feel like I feel well like they can be what the Cavs were last year. Before before Zion Not- got hurt, he was getting a lot of garbage buckets, but he's gonna have an opportunity to get even more garbage buckets, and the Heat's gonna be taken off him with the addition of CJ McCollum being the elite score there he is. Yes, I said elite, and Brandon Ingram who can put up, run it up too. So that that those three are nice, very under the radar. Euro, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think the. The fact that they they didn't make the playoffs, but they were in the play-in, right? Yeah, no, they made. And, the play-in. No, they did. They, they made did. the playoffs. They, they made the playoffs. They played, right. they played but, against the Suns, but yeah, they, they the but Suns. it was oh, via the play-in, seven, right? No. Oh wait, actually, yeah, they, it was it was a close series. I, I think I'm you not are sure right. Game series, six or game seven. Regardless, this was the first this was the first postseason experience for those guys, and I think they. They smell blood. They were playing. Mm-hmm. You're right, Euro. Yeah, and, and so then they, they smell got blood it. because they, I just remember like like Bi just his face, like how he was looking, like I want this, just not knowing how to get it done, yeah. and like with CJ, you know the experience and everything because he came like late, late, right? Man, I just I don't know, man. Like I I'm looking forward to them actually getting a lot better this year. Mars and hates it, Brandon Ingram. Really? Um, when he was at um, Duke, I was um, rooting for him in a game against Kentucky, and he went like two for sixteen. <laughs> so, so, it stems so, deep. So ever since then, I said I would never root for him again, and now I just actively root against him. Nasty. Wow, that that's a that's commitment right there. That you is went from I'm not rooting for him to fuck this guy. And why did you want him to win that? Game? <laughs> he said, "Yep." <laughs> you money on that game or something? No, I was like. Five can't old. gamble. Yeah. But um, oh, Fa- wow. Wait, wait, no, that doesn't. Wow, I get, but, it, I get um, it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Because that was the one year I was actually watching college basketball, and for the, a weird reason, I was actually more of a fan of Kentucky that year because of Tyler Eulis. But um, I had um a friend who told me that um Kentucky were gonna win, and I just like being against my friends, so I told him that um. Duke were going to win because obviously Brandon Ingram at that point it was him and Ben Simmons one and two I said he was going to go crazy but me and him like bet separately not like with like a website but me and him put a bet down and um, Brandon Ingram had like five points and I lost um, a bet so I do you, Brandon Ingram. you did have a bet on the game do you watch I said money but I meant do you have a did you have a bet on the game though I had a bet on the game do you okay. watch college basketball closely Morris um not not unless there's a prospect I'm really interested in. I don't like actively watch it. But if there's someone who I was interested in coming out of high school or someone who like might be on the Warriors radar, I'll watch like college or G League or wherever they're playing or overseas. Yeah. Do you have somebody for this year? Um, I mean, I'm trying to watch Victor Wembanyama as much as I can. I knew um, that was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scoot, but I mean, he's Scoot not, Henderson, not college, Scoot Henderson in the G League. Um, I'm trying to watch him as well. But in college, not really because most people mm-hmm. are playing in other like, things you got the ote i think it's called mm-hmm. that's where the, the twins are playing yeah the twins they're interest they're interesting but no one in college is really at this point i used to watch an insane amount of college basketball like i'd just be scrolling through my 
uh, channels trying to find a game. And when there was like the most random college teams you could think of with nobody on those teams, I'd be watching those. And now it's like I only watch March Madness. College basketball is trash. You think you it's like trash? It? I used to actually I like hated it better it when than I played the NBA. College basketball. I actually liked it better than the NBA. Yeah, I used to be like, like, I I like, be like this, well, like like the you know days before the game or whatever. When we used to do scouting shit. I would be like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. That's I should have though. I should have because we played Villanova one one year. This is my freshman year. This shit was crazy. Um, this was when Kyle Lowry was playing the four. Uh, Randy Foy, Alan Ray. They had somebody else. Their entire starting lineup went to the league. I should have paid attention. <laughs> I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> All right. We got a super chat from Cam Cobain. Said, redeem team versus dream team. Who wins and why? That's in 2012, right? The redeem team? Yeah, Lillian, so Dwayne. Kobe, KD. 2008. 2008. 2008. Dwayne, oh, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, Braun, Mello, Dwight. I mean, those are like the big five. I don't. I don't remember everyone on that team. And then Dream Team, Magic, Mike, Larry, Barkley, Malone. The Redeem Team wins. I'm taking Redeem Team as well. I'm also taking the Redeem Team. Wow, no Dream Team. Ron, I know yeah, you're taking Yo, you better stop with that no Dream Team shit. You know exactly <laughs> who I'm taking. I know you're yo, taking the Dream Team. Come on. Yeah, it's, it, that Dream Team going to turn hey. It's going to be Dream Team versus the Nightmares. I promise you. <laughs> I mean, but not, it, it'd be a good game, no, but I'm just like, I don't know. I think, I think the Dream Team got a little too much for him. Fair. All right, let's talk about the Suns, bro. The Phoenix Suns are in for a doom, doomsday year, I think. It's a lot going on just off the court. Um, and if you have been paying attention to media day stuff, DeAndre Ayton had a short little interview. At least the clip was short. I haven't watched the full interview. I don't know if there's there's more. I'm sure there is. But in short, when he was asked if he were... Well, first, he was asked if he had been talking to Monty Williams at all since the season ended. He said they haven't talked at all. And then at the end of the clip, the reporter said, if you were to talk to Monty, what would you tell him? And he responded saying, I could show him better than I could tell him. Now, I know what some of you probably think he's alluding to. I think he's just alluding to the fact like he might think that Monty Williams doesn't look at him as the player that he thinks he is. And so he's what what he means by that. This is how I'm interpreting it is that he's just going to show him with his play. He's going to come out and try and have, you know, in a, whatever year, whatever season. Um, but he's just going to prove with his play and not say anything that's how i'm interpreting it what's the beef between them so the game that they got absolutely annihilated by the Mavs, they lost by like 30 got benched i think he only played like 17 minutes or something and then i think he was chirping at monty on the bench and then he refused to go back in i think mm -hmm. they got into like a little verbal argument and he didn't play for the rest of the game i think i think this isn't this is not cause enough to panic. I think number one, this is a long season, right? Aiton got paid. He's there now, right? And I think they can they're good enough to still have success. And I think success heal heals all wounds. You know, you can cater you can cater to him a little bit more, <clears throat> you know, in the regular season. 
to, you know, get him off of the the nasty track that he's currently on and uh, build chemistry off of that. Because like I said, you know, they've had success in the past. Um, I don't think it's that, that crazy. Now, I think leadership plays a huge role in this now, you know, how and who is going to hold this team together. Well, it's got to be Chris Paul. Right. And so if Chris Paul is an extension of the head coach, and we all know Chris Paul is a little bit dirty on and off the court when it comes to, you know, his peers and stuff like that. So I don't know how he stands with with Aiton because if Chris Paul is the person, the point person to kind of like hold this thing together and Aiton is not good with with Mani or with Chris Paul, it's like, you know what I mean? Then it might be a, a lost cause. But well, I wouldn't panic just yet. So to go off of what you said uh, about Chris Paul and him being able to handle situation, I think if anybody can do it, it's Chris Paul. I mean, let's not forget DeAndre Jordan was about to go to the Dallas Mavericks, and he had a major deal that would have been beneficial to him, but him and Blake Griffin kind of steered him away from that. So getting DeAndre Ayton back on track and getting DeAndre Ayton in the midst of the team, I mean, that's something that I'm not really worried about. I think Chris Paul is a guy who's proven that he could galvanize the troops, he could get everybody on the same page, and, you know, that's not really something I'm worried about. You want to talk about how he's handled when we talk about people that's not a part of his team, his peers that he's going up against. Now I can see her understand that, but when it comes to the way that he's been handling with his teammates, it's not a lot of scenarios where he's ever had any issues with his teammates, and they've always be high of him, and they always love him. So, that's that. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think, well, well, I don't disagree with that statement, but I don't disagree with what it actually says because I think the people that have an issue with Chris Paul, they don't say anything because he's so high up in terms of, you know, like he's the president or like whatever, uh, players association yeah, guy, right? He's I feel he you on that. No, yeah, yeah I, feel you, I, I feel you on that, but then now oh, they change hands. But I now this is just—I feel you on that. But now this is just a speculation on what you think is happening. You're saying that these players feel this way without us even knowing. So, based off what I know, based off I know how he's handled situations and the teammates he's been a part of. Based off what I know, I haven't seen any issues to say DeAndre Ayton has a problem with CP3. That's not—that's not what I said. I was just saying that if he is an extension of of the coach, because a lot of times, you know, you have there's different types of leadership, right? You have leaders, players, I mean, that are just leaders on like in their own right. You know what I mean? They you see the coach's vision and they implement it in their way or whatever. And so like the the rest of the team, they follow the, the player more so than the coach, but the coach and, and the leader, you know what I mean? They're like this though. Then there's a guy who's basically just regurgitating what the coach is saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The coach is saying this thing. He, the coach can't get through to a certain player. And so now the player's like, you know what coach said, so you should do type of shit. You know what I mean? If this is the case and Aiden got an issue with, with Monty, he's mm-hmm. not going to, you know what I mean? He's like, yo, why are you, Chris Paul, why are you talking to me? Tell Monty to come talk to me if he wants to talk to me. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, then we have an issue. That, well, that's what I was maybe, saying. It could be the pay case, but maybe maybe CP3 could be the bridge. Maybe CP3 could be the bridge to bring those two together, you know? So even Chris Paul is his own man. I mean, he's not – he's his own man. He's been his own man for years. He's a vet in the league, and he's a guy who has his own voice. So Chris Paul could be the bridge between the two. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. They're, they're going to sit down at some point. If they haven't already, they're going to sit down, they're going to hash it out, they're going to move on past it. Um, I think it's it's just one of those things. It's going to get overhyped in the media. Of course, we're doing the same thing. We're going to talk about it. But in the end, 
Um, they are professionals, professional basketball players. They're going to go play. They're going to go compete. I don't think that this is going to weigh too heavy on them. Right. It's just, and that's it's, just I said. A, it's a it's a collection of of things that with the Suns, obviously with the Sarver situation, DeAndre Ayton signing with the Pacers and then the Suns matching it. And then, you know, the the Monty Williams thing at the end of the season and now, you know, carrying over into um, this season. But to be fair, Monty Williams says in the offseason, he doesn't really talk to his players that much because, you know, they spend a long time together in the season. And he's like, they need a break from me. I need a break from them. So, you know, overreaction, maybe. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what, what's what's an even bigger issue than this whole DeAndre Aiden thing. Because I really don't think, and even with the Sarver thing as well, that doesn't affect the players personally. DeAndre Ayton got his money. All these players are paid. They all had a good offseason or whatever they did. So as, as in terms of playing basketball, I don't think none of that affects them. Because even just based on last is. year, the year before that, the Suns were kind of a gritty type <clears throat> of team anyway. So I don't, I don't think they don't lose. I don't think they lose their grit or motivation or anything like that. I think they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, it might affect them a little bit, Euro, but I, I think I, I'm not talking about together. I'm not talking about all players. I'm talking about Aiton because my only concern with him is that he's like, you know, he will just be passive. Not, I don't want to say passive, but absent-minded. Where it's like, you know what? I got my bag now. I am here. I'm going to just do that. what I do, right? Try to get my numbers whenever I can and not really care about anything. And so, like, I hope that in the long run, because he's a young guy still, that, yeah, you yeah. know, 10 years from now, whatever, or five years from now, he doesn't look back at it and be like, you know what? I handled this incorrectly because I should have just been all in, you know, like buying into, like, not just the system, but, you know, just the culture of everything or whatever. Clearly, that took a hit. You know what I'm saying? And so, if he's like, He's in a perfect situation where he can just like take a back seat and just do whatever he's doing. It's like, yo, whatever, man. I'm getting paid. I'm here. You know what there, I'm saying? There's another another piece to this, the Suns that I actually just forgot about until now, but they announced they're trading Jay Crowder. Yeah, that's that's what I was about mm -hmm. to say. Is that's mm -hmm. that to to me that affects the situation way more than DeAndre Ayton because or Jay Crowder was really like a a good focal point of that team. Like not he announced it, but just 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 as a core player defensively, being He's able to hit guy. the three, yeah, being a glue, a glue guy, guy being, but sure. a leader too, got championship experience and things of that mm -hmm. nature. So he was like he he was a a good piece to that team. So him leaving. Depending on who they get back, that might affect their team more than anything else. Yeah, having him and Bridges on the floor at the same time defensively is is great. So, and, I don't know, and, and interesting. You know, winning championships, man. It's it all boils down to your role players as well, and that's really an under, under underestimated aspect of basketball. People love the names mm -hmm. like a Stephen Curry and everything, but not a lot of guys like your role players get a lot of love for that. And Jay Crowder. Part of the reason why we struggled to Miami Heat, we went to the finals with the Jay Crowder, and then afterwards we kind of struggled. We lost the absence. We had there was an absence of a versatile defender who could also hit a three point shot, and that's something that we really needed for our team. The next year we got a PJ Tucker, and we seen the, the the jump that we had. Sometimes a role player, even though that through the global scale, it's not really they're not really like a top ten, top fifteen player in the league, but they can have a tremendous impact on your team in the way they perform. And Jay Crowder is one of the best role players in the NBA. Every team that he goes to, they're in the playoffs. And he's always making an impact wherever he goes. So it's For not sure. like it's well, not like many, he's a How slouch. many finals has Jay Crowder been to? He's been to like three? Yeah, he, he played with Cleveland. Then he played with uh, Miami. 
played that big year in Miami when they went to the finals. He played a crucial role in that team. Phoenix, he played a crucial role on this team last year. But then also, uh, remember uh, the Boston teams where they had Avery Bradley, Isaiah Thomas. Um, who else was on that team? They had some other people too. He was a, a crucial, crucial guy on that team as well and helping them. Yeah, they didn't go to the finals, but they made a, a couple big playoff runs. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I am super convinced when it comes to Crowder. <laughs> we know you're only the three and D guy that never makes a three. Yeah, no, I mean this is just <laughs> this is just circumstantial. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that he can't shoot. Right. I, I was just saying, like, you know, what I mean, it was just like like a freak fact that I have never like when I'm watching live games or whatever, and Jay Crowder's playing, I've never seen him make a three up until I put that out in the universe, and then he went off for like six for six that next game or some shit like that right you know what i mean like up until that point i've never but that doesn't mean that he's not nice or not this not that or whatever i'm just saying like i think the way that ron is talking is generally the perception of him and i think he's given too much responsibility or teams are relying too much on him to you know what i mean and his role to be a impact the team yeah like I, i think he he's very all... impactful. A guy like that is so impactful. Yeah, but I'm team. saying it's like, do you? But do you rely on? Like, do you have to have that production from him? I think so. It's right, and so I, I don't think is he is he consistent enough to to just call on that every single time? Maybe not from it's, the three. It's ball, not about calling play defensive side yeah. for sure. De- defense rebound and even this 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 goes under the radar intimidation as well. And I'm I'm talking about Jay Crowder and PJ Tucker specifically. What they bring at that four, being somebody that can stretch the floor on the four, but at, at the four, but still guard other fours. Right. And PJ Tucker. Like Who would you rather have, PJ Tucker or Jay Crowder? You'd rather have uh, PJ Tucker, probably. And but so my it's question now is, PJ my Tucker. question now is, do you think teams rely on, like you know, just the perception and like you know, the 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 role that each of those guys play with with their respective teams? Do you think Jay Crowder has a bigger role or PJ Tucker? I, I, I think, think it's, it's one and the same. I think it's one and the same, and I think it's very important for the team. But this is why you have. There to has mean, to do almost the same they, thing, they right? Do their, they right. Do their I think it's and, minimal. I think there's a minimal difference, uh, but I think teams are relying on Jay Crowder though. more than they are PJ Tucker. Go, go ahead, Dub. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go ahead, Dub. I get, I get what you're saying too. But I mean, they ask them to do the role, and it's their job to fulfill their roles, provide defense, and provide spacing. It's all it's all on the other guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Jimmy Butler to perform to the superstar aspirations that we hold them to. And if they don't do their job, the reason why they lost in the um in the playoffs was because of the struggles of a Devin Booker and a CP3, not because of a Jay Crowder. And Amy Parker, PJ Tucker, I think is 37, and Jay Crowder's 32. So I mean, yes. Age, you could also look at age, but like PJ Tucker's in really good shape. Like there his game isn't isn't so reliant on his well, I mean it for sure his his physical ability, which I don't think is diminished. Um, but he's not like saving energy for the offensive side of the floor. So when you look at a PJ Tucker, I don't know that his age is so much of um a factor and like in today's day and age too like we're gonna start seeing a lot of players play late into their 30s so but jerob you have anything to say about this the sound i'm just gonna say that i think there is like a clear difference between pj and jay crowder only for the fact that jay crowder isn't asked to do the same defensive responsibilities as 
a PJ Tucker to me because Michael Bridges is usually the guy that's guarding an opposing team's best player, while as PJ Tucker is the guy who's usually guarding a team's best perimeter player. So I do ultimately like they they do the same job per se, but I think I do think PJ Tucker is known for doing that job at uh, a higher level. And I mean, also then in one year he led the league in corner threes. Hasn't he done that like twice actually? PJ Tucker. Yeah. I, I think yeah. something along those lines, but to your point, Jay Crowder would be asked to guard the best player if they didn't have another elite defender yeah. like that. So, right. you know, it's, it's just a LeBron. circumstance. He got a Giannis, no, 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 right. I don't think it's a circumstance for sure, but... And um, I would but prefer that's, that. But that's my point. Right, 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 right. But that's my point, though, right? But, so, like, th- you having to rely on P.J. Tucker, like, he doesn't have to shoulder that much responsibility right. as to, right, you know what I mean? Point. Yeah, so th- that's all I was saying. I'm not trying to take anything away from Crowder. Facts. Yeah, but they are one and the same. Like they're the same type of player for sure. Hear you, Jamar's Hill, Jamar's Hall. My bad. Do Kobe and Chris Paul get a ring together? If y'all think so, against what team and what year? If history goes as is for the teams on the East, I mean, we can do go we off of the year. Kobe tears his Achilles as well, or does he stay healthy? Was that the, was that the year? There, he doesn't tear his. Achilles. No, he got hurt the year after, I believe. It was 2013. I don't know. Yeah, so I thought it was no. It was the same year because it might have been the same Steve, year. Yeah, Steve Nash was supposed to. Trade. Yeah, Steve Nash went there, and that was the year that CP3 was going to go there, and that was the year where he tore his Achilles. I think if CP3 goes there, he doesn't tear his Achilles because so he's not going to be trying so hard to push his team <laughs> to the playoffs. You don't know that. You don't know. That. I did, I assume, assume, it's a domino assume, effect. You ever seen the butterfly? Doesn't have to end the season playing butterfly effect the host. Whole time just trying to be an AC. I, I think they would have been a crazy teams. tandem. Yeah, I still don't think they were the title. But... I, think, I think I think Kobe would have been the clear leader. I think CP3 would have clearly bowed to him, and he would have been a Derek Fisher type to Kobe in terms of the dynamic. But CP3 obviously bringing what CP3 is bringing to the to the plate. I think that would have been dangerous. Them two together. For sure. I think the leadership style is the same too, though. I think that would also work out in a locker room. I think, I think honestly, honestly, uh, Mars, I I think they had definitely a good chance of being that Miami team. Uh, That was 2012, right? 2012 13. 2012 13, that was the first year they won? Um, That was the first year Chris Poole would have been there. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm talking about Miami. Sure, it wasn't the year before that? That was the first year they won, right? Um, the The first year they won was 2012, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that team definitely could have competed. I'm, I'm assuming that Paul Gasol would still be there and Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant with some other defensive guys. I mean, listen, it will just come down to really uh, Kobe versus uh, LeBron, and that's really one of the uh, that's really one of the finals that we were robbed of due to injury, bro. And it, it's really sad to see. It's a shame that you know uh, David Stern had to veto that trade because we really were robbed of seeing that in the finals. Could have gone either way, in my opinion. Chris Poole was traded in 2011, so I was a year off. J- Jamar's hit yeah. hall also sent a follow-up super chat said love the show been a fan for the last six months fire thank you for tuning in my next question is do y'all think Devin Booker is better than PG Butler Jaw or Trey Young no no oh. yes no <laughs> PG Butler no no ja. yes yes him and PG is kind of close for me though but no, no, yes, no. Devin Booker, Paul George. Devin Booker, Paul George. I'm taking, I'm taking B-Book over Trey PG. Young. 
I don't mind D Book over PG. That's um, interchangeable for me. I, I, I think D Book's just a bit more of a killer than PG. And on top of that, I gotta I, I gotta go to you know recency bias too. D Book has been to the finals. And on that on that finals run, on that finals run, <laughs> wait, you can laugh wait, if wait, you want bro. to, Mars, because <laughs> during that whole finals run, D Book was killing every stop of the way. I think he had the most points for a player ever in his first playoffs. Ever in his first playoffs, so don't don't do that. Like, I mean, okay, George, stop, stop. You Paul, no, stop. Paul George stop. may have a bigger bag. Stop. Paul George may stop. What? And we bro for the first time in his playoffs ever. Like you know, what I mean? like what do you, what does that even mean? Because he can be a grown ass man as opposed to being a rookie. Like you know what I mean? Now he 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 for sure was older than you know your normal person. Oh, so he's already seasoned. So he's um, closer than his prime. It's like what do you okay. expect from a player? First time playoff. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that what you're saying is. It's it's low key like I don't no, want to say I'm this whole, but it's not it's taken away. I'm saying he was cooking. That's the point I'm I getting mean, at. If you're talking about recency bias, the last two games we seen from Devin Booker was ass. I mean, the last postseason he had was ass against the Mavericks. So I mean, talking about recency bias, I mean, I can understand you want to pick Devin Booker over PG, but not for a reason like recency bias. Because most recently we see Devin Booker wet the bed. Like Devin we, Booker also wasn't great in that conference finals where he beat PG with no Kawhi. But and PG was cooking. PG was cooking, bro. To see her say that he's mm-hmm. more of a killer Fact. because of that, I mean, I just don't agree, bro. I, I mean, I, 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 I think it went six games and on Paul one, one of the games on a game winner, which was oh. tough for the Clippers. But it was a close series with no Kawhi. Yeah, I think uh, the offensive side of things, maybe Devin Booker is better offensively, but the defense that PG provides, bro, is where I would just have to side more with PG as building as the main guy for my team. You know, I mean, PG with Chris Paul, bro. I mean, shit, I think the same thing possibly happens. Yeah, but I mean, I I think Devin Booker with Kawhi is damn near even a little better. I think Paul George is a bit better playmaker, though, than Devin Booker. And I think that works better in favor with Kawhi Leonard. Paul's tough. Like he's 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 bigger. I even do think he got a bigger bag too. But it's just it's something about D Book. D Book don't be playing when he gets on the floor. He's straight to the point. Straight, he just all he, he just he just a killer. Straight uh, to a two for fourteen. All right. Okay. <laughs> so check so check this out because I can do this with Paul George all day. Don't don't make me go back to the OKC series against because I don't want to do this because PG really my guy. But don't make me go back to the OKC series when he did what he did and was let it. Okay, that's that's even more to my point. He got a long career of mm, what is what's, what, what's what has he really done? We're going to do with what, current I'm, day. Current day. I told you, current day. I'm taking. Devin Booker, but I'm saying Paul George has been a, a, as a what, great though? player as for the a number long. one option. Uh, that's a good question. I don't I'm, want to even if, if 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 I need a shooting guard, I want I want Devin Booker. But as a as a number one option, it's it's kind of up in the air. I'll still probably take uh PG, or I'll still probably take uh Book as a number two. Yeah, as, as a, a number, number two, two for sure, as you have number, to take PG. Nah, cause cause here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you why. I think Devin Booker's a better catch and shoot guy. I think Devin Booker's a better guy. Where if if I got somebody like Chris Paul, for instance, who's running the show, you skip it to D Book. It's either catch and shoot or one dribble pull up. Paul George, he does a little too too. Paul George has to have the, the ball in his hand and be Paul doing George all that. Is the difference, but here's Paul the thing: the difference in offensive shooter, output that man. Devin Booker is better is not greater than. 
on the defensive side of things where PG is miles ahead of D-Book? Yeah, bro. And I, and I, so I, I when we're talking I about the complete he... game, right, offensive and side not... and defensive side, PG clears. And let's not forget, I mean, Paul George had his best year with Russell Westbrook. So right. he could play. He could play off think, the ball. And I think it's ridiculous to say that Devin Booker is a better catch-and-shoot guy than Paul George. It's, I mean, it, you can say it's that if close. you want, but it's not going to be crazy. Like, It's not going to be like – PG is a clearly better three-point shooter. You're going to be very Booker. comfortable passing it to PG. Like, it's not going to be like, no, oh, with, shit, I hope he makes doubt. this I'm, shot. I didn't say he was miles ahead of him. I just I, – So that's what I'm saying. So, like, you have to – especially when we're talking about, you know, those guys being the second option. You you can live with the first option if the first option is really a dog like that. You can live with him and his shortcomings mm-hmm. on the defensive end or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But for your second guy, they have to be a more complete player than the first guy, even if they're not better than whatever the first guy main responsibility is. And so PG is the he's one of the most well-rounded players that we have. He, nah, most definitely. I'm just saying. I've, I've it's been a lot of times where I've seen PG come up short when I when I think he should have did more with how good he is too. It's, it's been plenty of games, even a couple years ago in the playoffs with the Clippers. It's been plenty of times where it's like Paul George, you the dude. We need you to step up. Where where are you at? And he just doesn't quite get it done. <laughs> no, and, no, and I'm like, no, and, and, I mean, and I, and I'm asking when, 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 because I'm telling you, I, you guys, you guys are, because when, when, we, when, we, do these, when, when we do these debates, when we do these debates, it makes it seem like you hate a dude. And I'm really, bro, I'm no, a no. fan this year. No, I, fuck, no, with, I cool. fuck with Paul George. But the point I'm trying to make is now when you get to guys like this, you have to nitpick. And I'm like, PG, cool. you've had a long, a long enough career for us to really see who you may be. But bro, when we're talking about coming talking. up short, did, you basically implying that Booker didn't come up short, number one. Number two, why are we looking at, when we're talking about, you know, PG being the number two guy, why is he the guy to, you know, be put in a position to make something happen then? Uh, I just think as a number two guy, with, with like, I, like I said earlier, a number two guy, I would rather my number two be a guy that can score in two to three dribbles than a guy that has to come off pick and rolls and and, and dribble. PG can score off two to three dribbles, bro. He can, but he oh, doesn't. Ron, I'm not saying Ron, he can't. PG Ron. can catch and shoot. I'm not saying he can't. I even, I even said that Paul George's bag is a little bigger than Devin's. But dude. that's even more to my point. I don't want a guy that's going to be out there having to dribble a bunch of times. And this is Paul George's game. But watch he don't have to do that either. Him. He Fine. doesn't have to, but he does. Because oh, he has James to. No, 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 he doesn't no. have to, but he does. James Harden doesn't have to dribble. He doesn't have to go through the legs behind the back five times before he shoots a step back three. But he does it. That's what I'm saying. Off the ball, I would rather a guy that's going to be more simple. Yeah, I'm just going to catch and shoot, or I'm going to take two dribbles and pull up. Or just I, do a straight line drive to the hoop. Paul George does a whole bunch of moves behind the back, spin move, step back. Which it looks good. It that's looks just good. Sound, that just sounds like system now. It is the system. Like system. Yo, yo, that's, a, yo that, that's exactly what, what I was about system? to say. So, let, let me so, tell you, so let me Paul tell you why, system Ron. on the Clippers is no. to dribble eight times? No, no. What I'm saying is like the system allows him to do that stuff or whatever. If he's can't do that if he doesn't want to. Nasty work, man. He Devin could, Booker but he, but okay. he could, but the same way, like, but the same way PG could do what Devin Booker is doing if he wanted it's to. Not, it's not systems; it's game. It's it's your style of play. James Harden doesn't have to do all of that. He he chooses to do that. James Harden did because that he, because he can he do that. But here's the do, thing: he, he wouldn't be able he wouldn't be family. able to he wouldn't be able to do that with the Golden State Warriors. Man, 
Steph does it. So why wouldn't James do it? No, 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 no. Steph does it. Why wouldn't James do it? No, they, they're Steph, in that same caliber Steph of player. Does that, you are you are missing. No, 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 bro. They're what? in that same caliber of player. James Harden. I'm not. We're it, not talking about caliber of players. Steph does so, not. So, Steph, so Steph does not primarily take the ball, be at top of the key, dribble out his ass, and then take a step back three. He primarily does not do that. The, to the level, to least, the level of James Harden. Now, mind you, we're talking level, about to the level of James Harden. Level of James but we Harden. we're comparing them two now, though. Not, not to the level of James Harden, for sure. You okay, so argument done then, because that's what you just argued, and now you retract it. No, I'm, but James will still do that for the Warriors, though. He will still do that. He might not do it as much, but he'll still do that. And you Dude. think the Warriors will be successful do, with James I Harden doing I, that? I, I don't think nobody would be successful with James Harden doing that bullshit, but he does it. And that's the point I'm trying to make. A player that's going to do do a whole bunch extra, I would rather a player that's that's a little more simple. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, that moves you guys when a dude can go behind the back, cross over, and, and step didn't back. Say Manu, didn't you say that? Manu Ginobili I, I, was better than Klay Thompson? Yes. Wait, what? Why is that? Why, why did we just that, get bro? here? Why did we, we just get here? Why is because, 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 because he can do more. That's a good point. Uh, but I'm not mean, saying, you're saying he can dribble more. I'm not saying he can though. dribble more. I'm but, no, but you're though. saying you'd rather have a guy to fulfill a role without doing all that extra shit. I mean, if we're going to be like, all right, Clay Thompson, don't do no extra shit. He catches and shoot. Why wouldn't you side with Manu? Uh, why would you side? Why well, wouldn't you side with Clay Thompson over Manu Ginobili? Because you don't like Manu, the extra we're, shit. We're talking, Manu we're talking doesn't about do scoring. extra shit. I'm, talk, I'm talking about scoring. About like I would rather a guy. Shit. I would rather a guy like, score in two dribbles than than have have a guy that has to score in six dribbles. Not so you has prefer to, Clay to Kyrie. So you prefer what? Clay to Kyrie. Ron's getting caught up. This is a nuanced <laughs> argument. This is a nuanced <laughs> argument. Yo, this. Uh, Bro, no, 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 he, Ron, 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 yes. I got you. That was a nasty context, Ben, because obviously this is a nuanced conversation. You can't just do that. Like these guys Jay, play Jay, different roles. Go, like bro. that I is crazy. Bro. I, I am, I am, but I can't, I can't watch. Ron is drowning right now. Bro. I have to be the lifeguard. I have to be the lifeguard, bro. I got to pull you out. I got to resuscitate you, bro. This is crazy. Let's, let's move on though. Uh, go ahead and get your last piece off, Ron. I'll let you finish. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say it depends on the team. Like, with, with Paul George and PG, we're, we're talking about one and twos. So now I'm going I'm to bring that same thing over here. If if I need a guy to be my one, Kyrie all day. But if I need a guy to be my two, I will want Clay Thompson. And it's as simple as that. All right, let's let's switch gears here. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but we got uh, someone tweeted at us and said... Player's Choice or Through the Wire podcast, hashtag NBA, hashtag NBA Twitter. And I wanted to mention, bro, open invite to any of the guys on Through the Wire, man. We we like what you guys are doing over there. They're obviously leaders in this, you know, YouTube NBA content stuff. They do great things. I haven't actually watched a show. I've watched clips and whatnot. But from what I see, man, those guys are killing it. They're they're great entertainers. They know what they're talking about. Would love to get any of them on the show anytime. I know Pee Wee's been on. He was on the Jay Will show, um, but we want to yeah. get him on Players Choice, man. We got to get some of these guys on Players Choice. So we'll uh, we'll try and set something up in the near future. If you guys want to see through the wire on Players Choice, make sure you let us know in the comments. Also, can you hit who, that who like are the button? other guys? Who are the other guys that tried the 
They had like the tier list where they wanted to fight everybody. <laughs> Let's give it a buck. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had, I'll fuck we, with those guys. Too, I man. love those guys. They're hilarious. So Dama was on the show for like ten minutes. We wanted to get him back. We just haven't been able to coordinate that. Um, but they have kind of switched gears into like not just NBA stuff. Like they're doing, they're doing like everything. They're they're hitting on all topics and they're actually crushing it too, which is admirable for them to start as kind of a sports or NBA show and then be able to pivot into what they're doing and still keep growing and like. That's dope, man. So we we appreciate those guys. Through the wire, let's keep it a buck, man. Open invite to any of you guys anytime you want to come on. We'll try and coordinate that sometime soon. All right, Super Chats. Jamal Williams, little MCU here. Ted, Deadpool and Wolverine in the MCU now. Yeah, yeah. Jackman is back. What do you guys think about that? It's been a long time coming, brother. I'm here for it. I, I like it. For it. I like it. I just, I just hope they don't... Um... I'm just nervous, you know, like some of the latest stuff I've been seeing from the MCU. I've not been feeling too heavy on. So I'm just a little nervous. I'm just hoping I I don't want to see I don't want to see Wolverine breaking out to no song and dance. (laughs) I don't want to see Wolverine doing some, you know, like I don't want to see that. No, they're going to get it right. They're going to get it right. Like, I don't want to see that, bro. The, The thing is, for me, I think what you're what your concern is, is the same concern that I have, like the multiverse topic is so like extravagant that you have too many areas where you can fuck it up at. You know what I mean? It's like a minefield you're trying to navigate. And so I don't necessarily see the Deadpool and Wolverine situation as a multiverse thing. And so because the multiverse is now out of the mix, they can just focus back on what they are good at, which is making dope movies and like bringing big time characters together. Mm -hmm. So... I'm I'm excited for this. I have high hopes. Bro, Deadpool, Deadpool is the best. I feel the same way. Honestly, J. Rob, I'm not really too worried. I mean, Deadpool and the movies that they come out with is actually amazing. It's, it's hilarious, and I think we have to understand that they've been getting a lot of hate for the direction where they've been taking these Marvel films. And mm-hmm. this is what happens. You know, you're on a crazy run. Um, You've been doing something that's been catching everybody's attention, everybody's loving, and sometimes you just go overboard with it. And that's maybe what Marvel has been doing now. And now, after all the criticism, all the hate that they've been probably getting, they're probably going to reset backwards and like, you know what, let's refocus on what really made us unique, what made us such a high-powered organization in the movies that we put out. And I think for the movies and the shows to come out uh, from here on out should be more improvements. If not, then people got to get fired up in Marvel because it's been, it's not really good. And you need to improve pre- on that. I wouldn't pre- necessarily say to use the word like hate though. I think honestly, like the fan base, we just have a certain standard. Like you got to really think like they changed the superhero theatrical game. And so like the standard that us as a fan base have now, it's high. So I think honestly, when the fans like tell you, I think especially in this case, like if the fans tell you, that, like we weren't, we're not happy with something. I don't think they have like the to look at it as hate because, bro, we've been watching these movies since since Blade, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we've been around forever. So, I mean, your I, fan base been loyal to you. I, we just expect yeah. a certain degree of of quality from you. That's all. and you and the fans ain't asking for too much. All they want is the superheroes to act and be superheroes, and they've right. just been too much on the comedy aspect, and they need to chill with that. Exactly. All right, back to hoop. Leaf Diggy with the super chat. I will never acknowledge the NIT bubble tourney. I agree. 
Bramento, hop on the Luca agenda before it's too late. He's the MVP and he is top two in the league. Yes, he's better than Jokic as well. Hey, Bramento, I'm here with you, bro. I'm right there. I'm locked in with that. Embiid. Luka Doncic definitely winning it this year. Football breakdown. PG pushed that great team to the brink. Left an LOL at the end for you. Assists, excluding... 2011, if you replace Braun with MJ, do you think any of the teams win a finals that they lost? Mm hmm. 2011. I mean, that's the easiest one. You said excluding. You said excluding. Oh, excluding. Uh, 2015. I think they possibly got yeah, a better chance. I, I think they for sure won in 2015. I think Jordan's like, yo, Steph, not yet. <laughs> you're, not you're, you're 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 not ready yet. Oh, I used the wrong year. No, not 2015, 2014. I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm last talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. The last Miami year. Oh no, I'm MJ. talking about 2015. Steph's first one. How do you expect? How do you expect MJ to to, to overcome it. that, bro? Stop it. Overcome what? Stop it, Ron. Losing Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Stop it, Ron. How do you expect? Who's to say Kyrie gets hurt if MJ's there? Oh, uh, this is what we're doing. Butterfly effect, oh, wait, dude. Butterfly effect. That's, that's a good one. That's a MJ, good one. MJ's, me, MJ's leadership. Hey, Mars. You got me. You got me, Mars. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. All right. Jamar's Hill. I should have added more context to CP3SC, but what do y'all think is the biggest what if in basketball history? I mean, we all agree it's Brandon Roy, right? What does he mean by SC? Super chat. Super chat. Oh, oh. A little shorthand. What if player or like any like situation? What do y'all think is the biggest what ifs in basketball history? I mean, he kind of left it open ended, so you could go with team, you could go with player. What if KD never went to the Warriors? I mean, I say it all the time. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers could have two peated. I think they had a strong possibility after two peating. Uh, Kyrie Irving doesn't leave, and they have a good possibility of three peating. And LeBron James ever three peated in his career. I think that whole LeBron James being the GOAT, I think a lot more people will be in LeBron's favor. He has a good case already, but I'm talking about more of the masses will actually be on board with LeBron James being the GOAT after two-pating and possibly three-pating if if Kevin Durant never goes to the Golden State Warriors. What if Michael Jordan didn't play on the Bulls? What if Scottie Pippen didn't get drafted by the Bulls? Mm. I don't know. My what-ifs are typically around um, injuries. Like, what if... Brandon right. Roy, what if Greg Oden, what if Grant Hill? Brandon Roy is the biggest one for me, bro. Like, where would he have ended up mm-hmm. in his career? Like, man, Derek so Rose. tough. Derek D Rose. Rose. Yeah, I mean, Grant I Hill. I think Brandon oh, Roy man. would have cleared. I, think I mean, I think he still clears yeah, him. But like, have you heard? Of you, have you seen these clips about um Lamelo uh Lonzo Ball and his knee? Mm, yes, you can't, you can't even I'm actually there. really, I'm really, I really hope I don't think, you know, I've had teammates in college who've had like that degenerative knee where like they just, the arthritis in their knee, they just can't, it's just over, like overcome it. it, right? Yeah, they just, it doesn't work out anymore, and it's kind of like this. It was like the same thing as he like explained it, and I'm like, I really hope he does not have like a degenerative no. knee because that'll be awful. Wait, yeah, Lonzo has arthritis in his knee. I, I mean, that's what it. I mean, they haven't explained what it is, but that's what to me. That's what it sounds like. So he's getting surgery. Like in it. Pain. He said something about um, he can't. It, he can't like have his legs at a certain angle 
like squatting down or something like that or like mm-hmm. moving side to side or, or something and like it's just pain like he has no power yeah. um and so he he's getting surgery i think he's out for the year they said, i don't know they but they're expecting him like they said they wouldn't be i guess the coach is expecting the team not to have him this year just in case That's yeah sad. bro it is sad i it was really sad actually i wanted to watch a fully healthy bulls team man they yeah. they missed out on him last season and they were they were looking nice with that demar lonzo levine mm-hmm. even um caruso even um, uh what's the big why am i Vucevic. 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 man now they're looking like i don't know that's a big I mean, hit this still be good this would be good, you know. My my brother actually had his, uh, arthritis in his knee and uh, a torn meniscus that's been reoccurring, and you know, it's something really hard to deal with. And I hope yeah. Lonzo Ball, you know, overcomes that. I hope everything goes well. It's not as worse as everything says, but for Lonzo Ball, you know, just take care of yourself. You got to do what's best for you and your health. And you know, if basketball isn't the way to go, bro, you know, you just got to do what you got to do, man. I know it's a sport you love, but you got to take care of your body and you don't want to mess up your knees at such a young age. Knees and backs. Those are the biggest in, in hoops. Like, man, scary times. Um, Oops, I already did that one. Mike Will, Devin Booker's a killer. Best shooting guard in the league. Indoor voices. You guys are nasty. PG clears. D-book. K-Dog. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up right quick, JD, because I'm about to I'm about to get back <laughs> in my bag. <laughs> I, you don't want to go back in there. You really want to go back in there, bro. No, 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 no. Because now because look, now that I'm thinking about it, Devin Booker is better than Paul George. He is. Oh, and Devin Booker, no. Now that I'm thinking, and because oh, look, man. numbers don't lie. Numbers do not lie. Paul George had one season where he was an exceptional scorer at 28. The rest of his seasons, Paul George never averaged more than 24 points, including last year as the focal point in the number one option. Devin Booker then averaged over 26 for, for three or four years. So I'm like, what, what are we talking about? Paul George has always been the feature guy on his team. Always. Paul George has always had the ball in his hands. So I'm like, yeah, you can say defense. We can run the defense. Okay. But Devin Booker is a better scorer than Paul George. Nobody's okay. disputing that though. Okay, anyone, okay then. So when I say when I say oh, I'd rather have Devin Booker as my number one option, y'all don't go crazy. It's, <laughs> like, because, of, it's because of the defense that he provides as well. Nah, on top that, of and that, that's cool. But then also too, on top of that, Paul George on offense, I'm telling you, he has his deficiency. He's a turnover machine. He averaged four turnovers last year. Year before that, he averaged three. And it's not the first time he's done that in his career. So I'm like, bro, it, it when when it when it comes down to you know, really being the, the guy on the team. I've seen Paul George come up short too many times. Oh, and that Lord. and that's all I'm going to say. All right, we're moving on. Uh, K-Dog said, <laughs> what if Len Bias didn't overdose? Yeah, we were robbed of, of Len Bias for sure. Van Giovanni, DJ Khaled. What if KD joined Houston instead of Golden State? What, with James uh, Harden, CP3? No, CP3 wasn't there. It was just going to be James Harden and KD. I don't know if they win. Just gonna be honest. Or no. Russ? No, Russ wasn't there. It was uh, Pat Beverly. It was Pat Beverly there in that year, and then in 2018 is when they got CP3. I'm not sure if that win wins that team wins the title. Maybe if CP3 goes there too, but yeah, I don't know how. Mike Dantoni with James Harden and KD would be crazy. It would be amazing offensive, to see offensive juggernaut. 
All right, we have a, a full-on segment super chat here, so let's get to this. Drink more water. Who wins these brother two versus twos? Pau and Mark Gasol versus Brooke and Robin Lopez. Steph and Seth Curry versus Giannis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. And Drew and Justin Holiday versus Lonzo and LaMelo Ball. All right, Dub, let's start with you. Let's just go. Can, can, you, put it, can you put it up on the screen for me again? I'm going to tell them to you. Uh, and then Paul- we're going to go each each uh, individual for each one. So we're we're starting with you, Dub. Pau and Mark Gasol versus Brooke and Robin Lopez. Paul and Mark Gasol. Ron. Uh, I think this should be a clear sweep. Spanish brothers. J-Rob. Pau and Mark Gasol. Mars. Gasol. Like, this isn't even a game. You're muted, bro. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I muted you when you took off. The uh, the Gasols, of course. All right, Dub. Steph and Seth Curry versus Giannis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Steph and Seth. Braun? Uh, if we're... <laughs> shit. I don't know, because 2-1-2, two two, they could just get to shooting a whole bunch of crazy-ass threes and stuff, but... Yeah, but Giannis and Thanasis are yeah. way bigger than them. Nah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going with Giannis and Thanasis. J-Rob? Yeah, I'm going Giannis and Thanasis, too. Mars? Giannis. Euro. I'm going with the Niger boys. Man, it's whoever gets the ball. I'm just going to be real with you. If Steph Curry and his no, brother get not, the ball, bro. bro. Yes. Bro, Steph so is going to be torching so Giannis. You tell me Giannis no, if Finesse, if Finesse get is one possession, bro. Finesse Even if it was make it, take it. They couldn't get one possession, bro. I don't think that they'll be able to stop them. A 2v2, a 2v2 when you're just outsized like that, and not just outsized, but that athleticism is insane. Yo, but keep in, keep in mind, though, the way that, that the Curry brothers shoot the ball, it kind of levels the playing field. I don't, sure. I don't care how big they are because it's like, bro, when, when Steph gets to yeah. doing that, it's going to get crazy. But then also keep in mind, too, there's no help defense because – they can't help off Seth or Steph. Right. So right. when 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 he got him on an island, Steph's also getting layups too. He's not just shooting threes. Steph's yeah. gonna be going around him like it's nothing and then and that getting boy. layups. That's for so sure that that's for sure the toughest 2v2 to to decide. Cause this last one, Drew and Justin Holiday versus Alonzo and Lamella Ball. I feel like a clean sweep is coming, so let's start dub. Uh, Drew and Justin Holiday versus uh Lonzo and Lamelo. Yep. Mm. Drew and Justin. Oh, never mind. Okay, Ron. I'm going Drew and Justin too because they play defense. They're gonna strap up. J Rob. And I'm playing. I'm picking the Ball Brothers, man. Are we kidding? Are we serious? That's what I'm saying. Drew gonna get the take. Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday. Drew. If if we're gonna go, if we're gonna match it up, best player and other, and then the second brother. Are you kidding me? Are you? Are we serious, bro? Like, here's, here's the thing though, Lonzo not gonna cook Justin like that. And Justin gonna cook Lonzo? No, Lonzo's he don't need to. He don't need to because Drew bullying either of them. It's, like, it's like Justin Lonzo just spot up in the corner. Is, is I'm, a, I'm not a great defender. Yeah, but I don't know, bro. Mars, I think they should have threw Aaron Holiday and Leandro Bull in here to make it more interesting. <laughs> but um, that three on three would have been more fun. But um. I'd go Lonzo and Lamella. Euro. This is harder for me. I wow. Think. Okay. Yeah, I thought this I, was going to be easy. Nah, I kind of want to go with the holidays, to be honest. What? Okay. Yeah. I might Fair. be tripping. I, 
but I just don't. I see might it. be tripping, thinking it was going to be a sweep. I think it's close. But Yo, can I we, like Lonzo guarding Drew Holiday. Speaking of the Ball Brothers, can we talk about the Hornets signing a non-guaranteed deal with uh, LiAngelo? Fire, Lavar told you. Bro, it's oh, just so annoying at this point. Bro, like, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? Bro. What are we y'all. doing, though? What do you mean, what are we doing? Come he on, told bro. Y'all. He told y'all what he was going to do. We Y'all laughed at him. They said he couldn't do it. And he told you so, man. He but they've done so. this in the Levar, past. Man, for Shout sure. out to LeVar, man. Shout out to He signed with the Pistons like a year or two ago. That's the Pistons. Come on, bro. And he's a year or two better. Didn't he just sign a G League deal, though? I don't. He hasn't really played in the league like that, and he I hasn't. He hasn't actually league. been given a shot like that. But either. this is my thing, right? And so, I'm like, they they have a direct G League affiliate, though, right? He can play for. Was it? Mm-hmm. Is it the Swarm or something like that? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the he, he is, played. He played for him last yeah, year. He played for the Swarm. That's what they're called. He, he, he played for the Swarm last year, bro. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. I think it's dope that all three of them are are professional basketball players in the league as of right now. But you're telling me there's not no one better than LiAngelo Ball. I mean, you. I mean, Fernandez has a contract on the box, and everyone Come knows on, he's Thank not, you. Like, he's a solid player, but he's on, there because me. of Giannis. Like, nepotism is real. Like, we accept that. Like, even Angelo, if he gets a chance, it's because of that. Right. But I'm still Nasty. like, good for him. I mean, what yeah, because is... I don't think Fernandez is a NBA player. I don't. I don't. I don't watch Euro basketball. I don't know if he starts with Greece. So. Well, I mean, he played for the the year that he signed with uh, the Bucks. He played for Pana. And I mean, he wasn't their best player, not by a long shot. Nah, he's not by a long of, shot. He's there because of Giannis. Like, oh. Leangelo could be a similar situation, but at least Leangelo can space the floor. He provides value in that way. And he tries on defense. So, yeah. Everyone tries why, and, on defense. No, but no, but he goes above and beyond. Like, he, you know, that's his whole identity. And so, like, as long as he's doing that, like, there's always going to be a quote unquote excuse for him to sign him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, you know what? Like, at the very least, we know what we'll get from him. And so, you know, two or three minutes, you know, in a certain really specific situation, let's, you know, sick him on whoever. You know what I mean? Like, you it's talking about Leandro or Thanasis? Thanasis. I'm yeah, talking about Leandro. Oh, okay, I, I, I think they both – Thanasis too, though. Thanasis too. He does play Yeah, yeah. Both of them as a specialty type of player is cool. You always need your certain players that play a specific role. So, Leandro – to sp- space the floor, you know. Let's let's say it's a situation where we're down, you know, five points, and we need to hit, we need to hit a three right now before we foul them on the other end. You're obviously going to put in Leangelo, who's one of your better shooters. Um, also, too, like the Nassis, like how you would say, you know, a guy to come off the bench, play defense, get some rebounds for a couple minutes while you're waiting for your players to get, uh, you know, back back rested up. That's those are the type of guys that you need on your bench. And do we know what he's getting paid? It's a non-guaranteed deal, so it's got to be because some sort of minimum. I'm talking about the Nasus at this point, though. It's also got to be a minimum. It's See, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you might get the, the best bang for your buck out of any player in the NBA right now, regardless of how good or bad or how much money you have to spend. Like, you know, just the return on investment might be through the roof with, like, he might be, you know, top five player in the league when it comes to that. And he's like, not going to be demanding anything either. One point you see what I'm saying? 1.8 million guaranteed. So the Nassus. Oh, okay. So I have I have something to say to this. Everyone's saying like Lavar told you so and everything. I mean, I love the fact that his kids are all in the league. I do 
love that. I love LeVar Ball. But don't say LeVar told you so. LeVar told us that Lonzo Ball was going to be better than Stephen Curry. He told us that Leandro Ball was going to be a premier player in the league. He told us a lot of things that didn't happen. Don't say LeVar told you so when a bunch of the things that he said did not happen. None of them. All, they, they hey, getting all three of them to the league, though, is all very of, impressive. Getting all three very of them impressive. in the league. I love the fact that they are all in the league. I love that. I love that for his family and everything. But the but. Lavar did not tell us so. Lavar did not tell us that Bro, his kid clearly. was gonna be was gonna be on a minimum contract and being in and out of the league. He did not know that. Clearly he was trolling or of like, you know, like exaggerating his headlines, of bro. His headlines. Like, and also on, for you know for that. the big baller brand. He was it saying could, crazy stuff listen, to get attention. Listen, it could be. It bro, could he said be he would exa- beat Michael Jordan. Can, Come on. It can be an exaggeration <laughs> all you want, but he did like, not. You can say it could be an exaggeration all you want, but at the end of the day, he did not tell us so. He told us something different and something he told us something and something different is happening. All of them are in the league cool. He said that all of them was gonna be three superstars, essentially, going to the Lakers. And it didn't happen. And he has shifted every single he has shifted every single one of his narratives year in and year out, whenever the situation that was happening with his sons was different. <laughs> then it went to the Hornets, then it went to the Bulls, then it went to this and that and this and that. I'll say I told you so because he they were all supposed to be on the Lakers. Him getting two out well, I don't want to say him, but getting two out of three on the same team isn't bad. Bro, getting three in the NBA. That does, well, I don't I'll, care about them playing on the same team. I, I gave credit to that already. And, I gave credit and, to that already. And it's not just like that they're just some guys in the NBA, regardless of the talent. And I, I guess maybe especially because of the talent, because they're not, you know, their abilities, they're they're not elite players, but the marketability that they bring. Two of them I, are they, starters. What three brothers do you know in NBA history have that much cachet? To what? Be on the same team? No. As much, clout, like, as much yeah. clout. No, I mean, I'm not hating on that. I'm not hating on what he's done for his sons. I'm not hating on the fact on how elevated that he made them in their careers and how much clout that they have because of him. I'm not hating on that at all. But don't sit here and say LeVar told you so when he told us something different. That's all I'm arguing. I love what LeVar <laughs> has done with his sons. I love the fact that all three of them in the league. I love the fact that LeAngelo and, and LaMelo Ball is on the same team. But don't sit here and say LeVar told y'all so when he LeVar told us something told you, completely bro. different. So, he told Never us something lost. different. Never lost. He did lose. <laughs> <laughs> when, did right, son, when did his son? When did his son? When did his son? We're off it. We're off it. We're off it. Yo, I need. I need some more Levar rants in my life, man. Bro, uh, I know where has he been, bro? Yeah. Bring him back. We need I mean, to. We need a, to... A, after he prophesied that all three of his sons would be in the league, told you so, Dub. Now he's probably just t- kicking back, like, all right, Nick yo, players' choice. Do we need to bring him on? Yes, I would love to have LeVar. Uh, let's yeah, hit. Let's hit LeVar. He would up. fit right in, bro. He would. <laughs> he would love. I would like choice. to say this. I would like to say this. I do love LeVar Ball. I love everything that he's doing, and I hate people that actually just hate and despise LeVar Ball and what he does for his kids. He's a tremendous father, and he does everything that he could to be a good father for his kids. So, clarify that. I'm not a hater. I'm just. <laughs> I thought you were a hater. You said that you uh, embraced me. No, this is Dubonair. Just double oh, okay. Got you. Gotcha, no gotcha, more okay. double holics. Sorry, sorry, my bad. I I forgot who I was speaking to. Jamaris okay. Hall said, "Do you think Ben Wallace is a top seventy-five player? Probably, maybe, quite possibly." Bro, that's so many. That's too many players to like go down a list. Like I can't. He was in I the top seventy-five, right? I can't think about that off the top of my head. So. Ben Ben Wallace was no, for sure. Like, in there. I mean, Trace McGrady didn't make it. Like, come on, no. 
Can we I can mean, we do something? We're talking about a four-time defensive player of the year, though. Can we all so, NBA champion too? You picking him up? Okay, okay. Dwight Howard didn't make it. They should have made it. Ben, ben, ben Wallace got a little more to it. I, I forgot. No, 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 no. He he did not make it. So uh, that's one of the players that, like, you could argue he got snubbed, but he did not. Can we do something? Can I'd we say all bigger snubs than him? But can we all make our own top seventy-five list? List. Give it lift. to one of. Give it to me or JD, and we could do a point system and see what our own combined top seventy-five list is. God, that's a lot of names, bro. Could take out. I don't think I could make a very a good top seventy five. Like my list would be. Well, Jay, you're not a panelist; you're a host, so we could just get this from all of the panelists. That's true. I don't know that I want to assign homework, but if you guys want to make it, by all means, I would love for that. Then we post it online. Giannis. Giannis believes that Steph's the best player in the year in the world. Steph responds, saying he thought the same about Giannis last year. I spoke about this before when Yanis said LeBron was the best player in the world. Yep. Fake humility. I said the same thing then. Fake humility the for now. sure. And apparently and you, I was crazy for saying it then. You guys argued with me. But did I argue true. with you? I don't remember. Probably. Me, but I remember people disagreeing with me. But that's what Well, I, I agree with you me. now. If I if I did disagree with you before, I'm taking it back. I'm recanting my statement. This is definitely fake humility and maybe even strategy. As Steph said, it, who cares? All right, let's move on. Wait, I, I, I do want to touch on this. Um, is there a video that he said this, or this was just from an interview? And he, yeah, yeah there's a, a video, press conference. He basically said, Steph's the best player in the world is the person who won the title, the person who's the last man standing at the finish line, and that's Steph Curry. So that's who the best player in the world I would play is the video, I but I know we're going to get copyrighted. And he said it, and he put the finals MVP in there. So basically, he's saying that, you know, I mean, the last man standing and the one that got the you know, the best, the biggest individual award at the end of the season, at the end of the playoffs. He's the one. And why is it fake humility? No, but what I'm saying is like, if he, if that's what we're going off of, if that's his criteria, then it's not an opinion. It's just a matter of fact. And that's just, you know, the baseline statement. That means every year we can go back and we can say, this is the best player in the world. We just look at the finals MVP every year, with the exception of that one guy who won finals MVP when they fucking lost. You know what I mean? Everybody well, know who I, that mean, is. I mean, I mean, he said he said Kevin Durant was the best player in the league uh, last year. Now he's saying LeBron and Stephen Curry is better than him this year. I mean, I don't wouldn't say that. And he did say uh, LeBron in the mix in there somewhere too. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. It's fake humility. He's just saying whatever. He's just why saying anyone but him. He's just saying. Why is he saying? Him. Why? Why is that fake humility? That's just humility. He doesn't because if he's just if he's if he's if he's trying to be respectful, like you can be fake humility doesn't mean it's disrespect. You know what I mean? I just think that he, like Mar said, he doesn't want to say it's him. He believes that he's the best fucking player, and, but he, you know what I mean? He has a certain appearance that he's keeping up. You know what I mean? Whether that's you know true to his like true character or not, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. He doesn't want to say that he's the fucking top dog. Wait, but, but what if he really doesn't say, think that? Yeah, he's the what, best? If, what if he? What if Stop. he actually? That's what? Fine. Stop. He, no, he can he can think he's not the best, but then it makes no sense for you to say Kevin Durant was the best last Man. year. He wasn't the reigning Finals MVP. He wasn't the person in the Finals that year. That's his there opinion. No, you cannot no, win you MVP. Change your criteria a million times. It was LeBron James because he had longevity. It's Steph Curry because he won the chip in the Finals MVP, and it was Kevin Durant because of whatever reason it was Kevin Durant. Our opinions change. You think, that, you think that Giannis cares about being consistent? He's just saying that players that he just thinks is better. I don't think it's fake. 
he doesn't need to hold to the same type of criteria when he's talking about himself. All he's saying is that he felt as if those players were better than him. He doesn't need to be consistent at all because this is how he feels. I mean, he's the player. Consistent when you he's say, the player. I think the best player is this. And then you previously say someone else was the best player who doesn't stick up to the reason you said someone would be the best player. Well, and he also, and he also didn't say that. He also didn't say that he's not better than the, those guys. Is, he just Giannis, said that the, the best player this. in the world is because Steph Curry was the last man standing let and me, he won the let, finals. Let MVP. me ask y'all this. Is, y- is Giannis Antetokounmpo an analyst or a, of any source? See, an analyst at all? Does he <laughs> go on debate shows and do this? No. No, so of course he's the player, okay? He's not sitting here wondering, oh, you know, let me be consistent with what I said before because people are gonna get on my neck. No, he's just saying exactly what he feels. Don't sit here and say, oh, he has to be consistent. No, he's not a damn analyst. He's a basketball player. He doesn't need to be consistent. He's just saying how he feels. If he feels that way, he's entitled to feel however which way. Not yeah, he can feel how not. he wants. That's how it's he fake feels. Humility. No, it's not. You can't say and say it's fake humility when you don't even know. So, so you don't believe. So you don't believe that. You don't believe that Giannis thinks he's the best. You player can in the world. say how you feel, but don't sit here and say it's fake humility. When I'm not going to sit and say that Giannis is being fake. When at the end of the day, I have no relations to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I, feel, I don't know I him as a person. Fake. You feel he's being fake. You're not going to say it's fake humility, though. Say it's humility and leave it at I, that. I feel. And it could be. It could. It could just be respect, though, for his peers. You know, I don't. I think sometimes, you know, if you say like you're the best guy, it gets misconstrued as being cocky might not be fake humility it might just be like i got respect from other peers you know yeah i agree with that as well and now and i'm at the recalling end of the day, when the ball gets rolled out Giannis still knows he's going to dominate everybody that's put in front of him yeah he doesn't actually care who's better than who um i do recall this debate now well not even really debate but i was getting on mars's head about this because he's trying to he's trying to uh think that he's a mind reader crazy all right <laughs> let's talk about uh let's talk about kevin durant but before we talk about kevin durant make sure you hit that like button if you haven't already people are still strolling into the stream man you guys are all welcome but make sure you hit that like button that is the entry fee all right katie's response on if he's surprised he's still in brooklyn he said no i know i'm that good i know i'm that good that you're not just going to give me away i know who i am he's essentially saying like he understands the caliber of player that he is he understands he's not just going to get traded for whatever you know a baseball bat like the one mlb player that got traded for a baseball bat that's crazy yeah yeah that's wild that is crazy bro. <laughs> it's getting traded for a baseball bat it's like yo what that's it. <laughs> yeah we're gonna give you a 10 basketballs for your practices uh give us Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm also, curious. Remember to like the damn video, please. Echo, echo, echo. Um, <laughs> curious what you guys think about this. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Dub's not wrong. I'm never wrong. Dubonair's never wrong. I just, just dominated Mars and I'm gonna continue to dominate the whole market. I'm I'm here so for let's it. Continue. I'm. I think Dubs winning the show. Matter of fact, I'm gonna drop a poll in the chat for you live viewers to Mars. Who's Mars had show. an amazing Magic Johnson take. I will give him that. That one for sure put me on the edge of my seat. Mars Overall, set the tone for sure. He for sure. But I, I led him there. Take. I I did lead him there. If we're gonna be real, I did lead him there. I said, Mars, I need you to say something, and he said something, and he spoke fire. I thought JD was the one that introduced that. J Rob doesn't even qualify for this poll. He's <laughs> he said That's a ten words, so. He can't win the show. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> All right. Anyway, KD's words. Did you guys did you guys see this or hear this uh interview? Yeah, I watched the interview. What'd you think? 
I mean, what's he supposed to say? Someone asking if he's surprised he's in Brooklyn, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I didn't want to be here. Like, <laughs> what's, he, what's he meant to say? He's on the team. He's, nah. I can't say he's surprised to still be on the team. I mean, he could have took the uh, the um, Aiden approach. Right. And that kind of was the case, what? too. Remember he was saying, like, him and Steve Nash haven't talked? Or was that him or Kyrie? Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was KD saying that he hadn't talked to Steve Nash and just certain things of that nature. I think so. Don't know. He, I know I he think, spoke to like Sean Marks and stuff, but there's not I much mean, else I, he can really say about that. Yeah. Like he just said what he had to say. Like at the end of the day, man, Kevin Durant lost this one. You know what I'm saying? Like he has to bite the bullet. He has to play. He signed that contract. Like, and ultimately, let's be real. Like. Did, did any of us really in our hearts think that trade was ever going to get done? Like, was there ever going to be a lot of people did. Bro, I thought I thought he was gone. A lot of people thought he was gone. I thought he was gone. I had faith he was coming to Golden State. It was never to me realistic to feel like Kevin Durant was going to get traded. You got to remember, this same offseason, Rudy Gobert went for, what, four first-round picks? Something like that? If you can get four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert, and I have Kevin Durant as an asset, KD, I don't care if you want to leave or not, but I'm not letting you walk for pennies. I'm just not. Like I'm not taking, I'm not taking bubble gum in a in a in a washing machine. I want the I want the house too. So, and that's what he's that's what he was recognizing in that interview. He's he's like, I get it, I understand. Like, and I mean, that's kind of a nice little stroke of the ego for you. Like, hey, we we were really trying to get something. You're worth a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I do like how KD did break down the context of what uh, what made him comfortable staying here. Say basically, because in the full interview, he goes into saying like they basically acknowledge that I am a valuable player and how much they 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 love me, how much they want me to be here. And so he was basically saying like. I'm I'm I am happy. I did want to leave, but I'm happy to be here because they expressed to me how much they wanted me and how much, you know, you basically are valued over here. Like, we're not just going to trade you just for, you know, uh, another star or this, 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 that and the third. It's like, Katie, nah, we, we, we want you here. We damn near need you to be here to, you know, complete what we what what our goals are. So speaking on the same same uh, lines of the Kevin Durant's interview. Steve Nash was also interviewed and he said that the Kevin Durant news and all the hype around that, he didn't never thought that that was a hundred percent accurate. He said, it's not black and white like that. There's a lot of factors, a lot of things behind the scenes. Um, he added a lot of things that are reported are not a hundred percent accurate. So you get fragmented bits of the truth. You get things that are flat out, not true. So, I mean, who knows what was actually happening behind the scenes? Like, you don't know what that those conversations between KD and Joe Psy and Steve Nash or whoever's involved, like the temperature in the room, like, you know, and then things get reported and then a lot of assumptions. So something to keep in mind. That's a fact. We can only go off reports, though. We can only go off what they tell us. Right, which is it's a nasty game we play, but you know what we play. Media so. day to me this year was really interesting, though, for sure. You liked it? What'd you like the best? I just, 
I just Jimmy think Butler. the best thing about Media Day was like <laughs> these these reporters was not was ripping off all the band aids, bro. Like they weren't beating around the bush with the questions. Like they were straight going for the throat. Like one coach in Brooklyn, one, I mean one reporter in Brooklyn asked Ben Simmons straight up, "How many threes you taking this year?" Like let's not even <laughs> let me not even give you no. Let's be straightforward. Then you know in LA they asked Westbrook. But the, the, but the Ben Simmons joint, he opened up that question by being on JJ Reddick's podcast. Yeah, facts, facts. This is your, your favorite part, yo. Then this right here, that <laughs> boy. So you know, I just thought Media Day this year was was really hilarious. Um, I found it really interesting. Ben Simmons was shooting crazy out of Lake, practice Lake too. This one was a little cringy though, because I just felt like that that Westbrook interview, like they were. I do find like it's it is a little like I feel bad for him a little bit. Like the way the it's media weird. is like like what he's going through as a player. Like I know he's very like confident and doesn't show it, but he has I'm, been everybody's human. Like, you know, yeah, like I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Like I know no matter how I show it, that shit would be pissing me off behind closed doors, bro. Like I'd be livid. And I, yeah. and I know that shit is hard for him, bro. I, I wonder if there's a rule that can be implemented forced by the players um you know to have i guess a little bit more tact when the press is talking to them because i don't think like those questions are you can ask that same question just a little bit more respectful in my opinion yeah yeah it's just it's just i don't i mean i don't like it but whatever and Ron, can we not do that, please? Ben Simmons was shooting threes in practice the other day. Like, what does that even mean, no, bro? Like, like what? Are we kidding me? No, literally earlier today, I seen um just a second ago actually. I, I did too, him. and he was bricking. Oh, you seen it? I mean, he for sure was. <laughs> he I'm was just saying he was shooting up. You sure with Nick Claxton? Remember, he was uh, where was what year was that? He was doing that too. Every year, every year, every off season. Remember the off season where he was coming down? It was a yeah, it was yeah, open gym, and he was shooting yeah, all yes. types of threes, but he was he was making them though. Yes. It was like, oh man, bro, he was getting gassed. He was getting gassed <laughs> to the full extent. It was crazy, but. I'm excited to, to watch Ben Simmons play. I'm excited. I was I really just going to say, I can't wait to watch Ben Simmons play basketball this year. I really hope that he's just like coming in with a refreshed mental and like he's in a, he's in a new city, new uniform, new teammates, coach, whatever. Like, I really hope that he could thrive here. And Man, going back to Russell Westbrook. exaggerating it, bro. It's not playing basketball is what these guys do. It's the reason they're in the NBA. I don't think it's going to even be all of that seamless for Ben Simmons to play with Kyrie and KD. I don't no, think no, he's going to sure. struggle. I, like, oh I'm not God. talking about that, bro. I, I don't know if I can play basketball anymore. No, Ben Simmons is going to go out there and be the same Ben Simmons, if Yo, not I, I better. Because he's only he's only, what, 20? Are you saying it about 26? Russ, too? About Russ? I think he's going to have a better year. I agree. But at the same time, I don't. Yeah, think but Russ but he struggled crazy, and he and year. if he put, I don't, if think, he, I don't think he was terrible though. He just wasn't the same. Russ. What I'm saying, we is, what I'm hustling. saying is, are you talking about guys that quote unquote all of a sudden like forget how to play basketball? Like that's your argument, right? That that's not happening or whatever. And of course, that's not happening because Russ is still Russ. But at the same time, the press was zeroing in on all of them bricks that he was putting up, and not yeah. just like regular clanks. Like we're talking about like he building mansions yeah, type it. shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, like, that all plays that, – that's not because he, you know, forgot to play basketball or whatever. It's the system. You know what I mean? He His value within the team is low. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they don't – you know, they don't have any confidence in him. They don't include him in the flow of the offense the way that he needs to be, you know, included. 
And as a result, that has an impact on his game. And that's why he's playing or was playing the way that he was playing. That can happen. This is why I always say chemistry is so important. If the chemistry with the with the Nets is trash, Ben Simmons, like what? What do you expect him to do? Like you think he's going to be nice like that regardless? Nah, he's going to go. He can go to a different team and just be in a better situation and be better. We know this is a thing. You go to better situations all the time and you don't just all of a sudden get magically better. You are that player or whatever. You can just, you know what I mean? No, nah, most definitely. I got I mean, you. I think, I think though, as a team, for sure, like, I think they can play some masterful basketball together. Uh, I, I believe that's a core. And, I, and I be, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I think the Nets might be the scariest team in the NBA. Honestly, like, if everything clicks – between everybody, there's no nobody's missing games. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's confident. Like the Nets, to me, seem like the scariest team. It's the, the Bucks, bro. Because they're a mystery still. You it's know, the they're Bucks. still a bit of a mystery because you don't know what Ben Simmons are gonna be. You know, people, and also I think people think there's a lot of dysfunction there. So, Bucks. I don't know. Like I just Bucks are scary, bro. Bucks are the scariest. Bucks scare me more than the Nets. Well, no, the what's Bucks are my favorite to win the East. Yeah, I don't, so but I don't find them scary. Bucks? I think they're just yeah, like the so, dominant so force in the, the East. I find them scary. Are you kidding me? But what's so scary about them? They haven't added that anybody. They are looking like they're yeah. going to be the best team in the East. But they're Why? the same team that won the. You know, I don't think I'm not talking I about agree. standings. I don't care where they finish. They still look like the scariest team in the East. Why? Like how? What do you mean why? I'm the host. Why are you asking me questions? Why do you think? Why do you not think? You gave an opinion. I'm just asking why you think that. Because I just said because they look the scariest. Based on what? But how do they? Based look on scary, looking scary. scary. They have Have you ever gone out on Halloween and people are wearing <laughs> scary masks? Why does that person look scary? Yo, JD, I got you. Thank you, Ron. They look the scariest because they have the best player in the NBA. There we go. I mean, when we look at when we look at the other teams, when we look at the other teams in the NBA, I mean, in the East, I mean. The Boston Celtics got Malcolm Brogdon, which was a good improvement. That's scary. Uh, the Sixers right now with getting P.J. Tucker, James Harden looking healthy. That also looks scary. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, we'll have to see more of it. But if J-Rob says it all works out, that will probably be scary. The Milwaukee Bucks is the same team that it was last year. So I don't know how they no, – Bro, not. and that's they're what – Here, I'll answer your Brooklyn? question. I will answer your question. Here's why they scare me the most. The chemistry going into this season, another year with uh, the majority of the same guys. So these guys are all on the same page. They know how to play basketball together on both sides of the floor. That's the other aspect is on both sides of the floor. They are pretty elite on the offensive side and the defensive side. Giannis is one of, if not the best player in the NBA. I'll give him top three because it's Luka Doncic is the best player in the right, NBA. The and the, if all the just the compositions in the NBA of like looking at all the teams, they have the best fits in building around Giannis, in my opinion. So they just scare me the most, and like everything fits so well in that playing together for so long. Like those are typically the they're going to be at the top of their divisions and they're going to fin- they're going to go deep into the playoffs. Just on that alone sometimes. Don't disagree. They're going to look they're going to be deep in the playoffs, but I'm mean, it's not scary. It's the same team we've seen for the years I past. Just, yeah, I just think, okay, I just so think. 2 years ago they won the NBA championship. They last wasn't year, scary. Last it wasn't year, scary that they, year. They weren't scary. All right, Whoa. for sure. Well, they won okay, the NBA championship. The Brooklyn Nets were the favorite to come out the East that year. And why that didn't was they come out the East? Because they got hurt. Okay, and why didn't they come out last year? Because James Harden wasn't there. 
Okay, for sure. So it's always some shit with Brooklyn. Now we're going to talk is. about some team where it's not some shit with them. That Yo, two so years just... ago, they won the championship. Last year, if Chris Middleton doesn't get injured, they beat the Celtics. They were And they were up against the Celtics, too. You're returning back that same team. If they're healthy, bro, it's it's the Bucs are the clear-cut favorite. You know, I, I don't disagree so. with that. I think the Nets are the scariest because I still think they're like there's still a mystery there, right? Like there's I think there's one there's one side of the spectrum that thinks well they're gonna implode amongst themselves and not make any noise. And then there's those who are on the other side, which I'm probably leaning towards, where like, how good can they really be if they if they can be a real cohesive unit? You know, I think adding Ben Simmons, as much as people want to talk about his shooting. Him defensively, at the end of the day, is a significant upgrade for. It's one of the best defenders area. in the NBA. Yeah, for for an area that they were really deficient at, and they got the perfect upgrade in that area. So I just, I mean, and you got Kevin Durant and and Kyrie Irving. Like, it, I think they, I think they could be scary. I mean, I'm, I think the only mystery in terms of like for me is the bench. I'm not really too sure who's going to be like that if their bench is going to be consistent enough to compete with some of the better they, teams in the they East. They grabbed some more pieces, though. They they got Royce, yeah. O'Neal, Royce O'Neal. They got TJ Warren. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on Royce The thing O'Neal. is, though, my only thing about TJ Warren is, <laughs> look, to me, that the bubble guy is who he was. Like, I don't know if TJ Warren is going to be TJ Warren because if TJ Pat- Warren could be bubble TJ Warren, I got the Nets got to be a favorite. Here's here's explosive of a score. This is what their depth charts looking like as of today. Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. Second would be Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, Dayron Sharp. And then they've got Cam Thomas and Markeith Morris. They just need a center. They got Markeith Morris. They need another big. They They need another center. I don't know why they don't have uh, Drummond back. If I, I. I would definitely yeah, they need a, they need they need a big Daron Sharp six nine. He, he just he just a young, young boy. He though. said young, TJ Warren young. for six men of the year. That's not ridiculous. That could happen. No, I don't know. I'm gonna say it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not Why? sure about six men of the year. Why? He's gonna be. He's probably gonna be the first one off the bench. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I just don't see it. How? I mean, I he comes off the bench scoring nineteen. Why couldn't he win? I mean, bro, the most successful we've seen him was in the most successful we've seen him was in the bubble. I mean, he was good on the Pacers, but I wouldn't say like six man of the year worthy. I don't think he got 19 off the bench. You still got Patty Mills that's off the bench that still needs to be fed. I'm just saying, we're not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just saying. You asked me why. You you asked me why. I gotta tell you why. (laughs) But you said it was like I'm bugging. Like it's not feasible. You said 19 points off the bench. I think that's bugging to me. I mean, they gotta have a third scorer. You know what I'm saying? They like, got Patty look, Mills and Joe Harris ben Simmons on the court. To be the third leader. Do we think Ben Simmons is gonna be the third leader scorer on the team? He that, can get I, I do. Uh, Seth Curry. They got Seth Curry. They got Patty Mills. They got Joe Harris. Well, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be Seth Seth Curry or Patty Mills that would be the third leading scorer on that team. I think Ben Simmons is gonna play more of a facilitating role in like be dominant on the defensive end he doesn't need to worry about offense there's no re if ben simmons is your third leading scorer i think you actually have an issue (laughs) 
with that, with that, the way that that roster is built, the way that that roster is built. I mean, the roster is built for him to excel. You got a exactly. bunch of shooters on the court. Lie, that is open probably going to get the most, the best spacing he's ever had in his he career. Is. On this so team, he could right? have 16 points off of layups and dunks because like, the, let's not the forget floor is going to be Simmons so always averaged his most points when Ben when Embiid was off the floor because the spacing was better. Valid point. I just I don't know I. I don't see Ben Simmons being the third. Maybe he will. I, I, I just don't I'm see. Just I, just don't see T- I, I just don't see TJ Warren having 19 on that team. That, that's all. If he, could be, if he could be 85% of what he was in that bubble. Son. He could be, he could be Has he ever been 85% of that in his whole entire so. career? No, I know. I'm, I, agree. <laughs> I don't. No, I, like, I still think that was the biggest anomaly of the bubble was TJ Warren by far. Last, last thing on Ben Simmons. This is a quote on um, just reflecting on the end of his Sixers tenure. He said, I'm in a great place. I feel comfortable talking about it now, but those were some dark days for me. Obviously, I didn't handle things the right way, but the team didn't either. Um, That was from JJ Reddick's podcast, Old Man of the Three. And he also said on that episode that he still has love for Philly. Like he, I think he still has a spot in Philly, actually. He still has real estate there. Yeah, and... um. So it, very interesting perspective when an entire city kind of just is dumping on you and you still showing love for it. But I think that's cool. Russell Westbrook says that the, the Lakers could be unstoppable. Ron, do you think the Lakers could be top, top, I'll give them yeah. top four in the West. Hey, listen, y'all hated me last year and y'all gonna hate me again. You got a player who a lot of you guys say is the best player of all time. You have AD, who a lot of you guys say, if he's healthy, he's the best power forward in the NBA, excluding Giannis. Now, excluding Giannis, and like I said last episode, that some people were saying that uh, AD is an MVP candidate. If you guys watch the panel, it Rufus, Elder Rufus, you guys in the chat, he said that he takes he would take AD as a dark horse MVP. So when you guys jumped on my head last episode for saying that, somebody did actually say that. And I just gave you the name of the person. And then did on they top jump of that, him? <laughs> no, no. Well, no, no. Well, some people tripped off of him. But, you know, it's it's AD, so people can relate to that. But e- either way it goes. So you got a, you got a, a combo that's already won a championship. And then I'm still high on Westbrook. I, I am. Westbrook's we still my guy. So I'm like, if Westbrook can adapt to – and on top of that, Last year, if AD plays, Westbrook has a better year. I it's can a, agree it's, with that. It's, it's Westbrook is getting moved. He might be. I'll be honest with you, Ron. You got Rob Pelinka said I, that I there's going to be major changes still happening. Yeah, like a major change honest, sounds Ron, like Russ. Yeah, it could, and it could be. Look how many look how many guards they've been brought to this team, Ron. Is that the two reasons they brought all those guards? Could be the case. They don't want to play him in the fourth quarter, or they they have other options if they can't figure it out. But I'm gonna be honest, like. I really don't see him making it through the season, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, I but I, I don't think sadly. it's a good fit. I don't think it's a good fit for us at all. Honestly, I've been saying it for the whole time. Uh, the games just doesn't complement each other. Maybe he comes off the bench as a six man, cool. But right there, I mean, you still need some help on the perimeter. You do have Patrick Beverly on there, but who else on that team could really guard on the perimeter like that, besides Pat Bev and LeBron James? So they, they need answers with that. And trading trading Russell Westbrook is the perfect way to do that. And that's who, the only who option. Who do you trade him for, though? 
because my my the the only trade that I seen it was like this is an automatic win. They need to do that, and I think they should have included a first round pick to do this. Is to get Buddy Hield and uh, Miles Turner. I think that trade right there. I think that can help. No, I think I think it's too late though. I I don't think they can do that without without because because a major part of that trade was THT. So trading THT away yeah. to get Patrick Beverly, I don't. Yeah, but they got to get. I mean, Miles, whatever pieces were, whatever Miles players Turner. were available then, obviously they're not not available now. But that doesn't mean that once the season starts and things start like moving about, you know, that there's not better opportunities, better you know, opportunities for the Lakers that present themselves as far mm-hmm. as trading. Yo, Ron, that's fire. Especially what if, what if Russ starts playing better. And then Which that you I, know he increases his, his he trade will. value. If Russ starts playing better, would they even trade Russ and yes, they're winning games? Yes, because he's an ill so? fit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, him just coming off the bench as a sixth man and then LeBron James taking the reins in the fourth quarter. If this starts working out, do you really think that they would still even try to trade him? Yo, they gotta trade someone. Is it is it working out for Russ? If he's playing good level basketball off the bench, then I mean is I guess he cool it is. with that? Bro, I think Russ is cool with whatever situation he's part of. He just wants to win. Yeah, in my I, opinion, I think the sample size we've seen on, is, was way too small, bro. It it is a lot of these teams. It, it's taking a lot of you, teams time to be together and to be cohesive and learn each other's tendencies and stuff like that. Yo, you got two players that are ex- the most ball dominant players that we've ever seen in the history of basketball: Russell Westbrook and LeBron, and AD being the superstar he is, bro. That that is a tough fit. But I think, bro, you got a new coach in there. You got some more pieces. Bro, I, I think with time, they can look better and be better. I, I just personally think the the situation is toxic. Like, if you watch the media day, like, I just don't think it's going to work out ultimately. Um, Unfortunately, with Russell Westbrook's situation, like, I don't think a lot of teams are in business, but I think you're going to move him. Like, I just don't feel like you bring in Dennis Schroeder, you bring in – Bro, I'm with you. You got to get rid of some of these guards. Like, like you, you, you that's you all they have is guards. guards. Yeah, like you brought in, you got a, a stable full of guards. Like that don't, there's either that that doesn't really that kind of shows you where they're leaning. You know what I'm saying? And I do think there are teams out here because of the way the moves are going, the Pacers got to move off um, uh, Turner. So I, I still think Russ going to in, Indiana. I mean, that's why that move. They should have made that move. I mean, right I when like it was if offered, if you they wait, should have you know went and took it. Maybe they already made it. Price, Maybe the handshake has already been made, and they yeah, just wait. Price is different, you know bro. I mean? Yeah, they wasn't trying to get off both them first round, first round. Yeah, picks. fuck. Like, them only if you're getting, they said, only if they were getting Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie, bro, which makes I'm, sense. I mean, uh, I feel it. Like man, you're not giving I, up your future for for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. It's just, it just is what it is. I'd rather suck for another year than do that too. Okay, so then you're gonna suck all the way up until those picks that you're gonna take, or and, no, and, I but won't have keep to mind, because I won't have to suck at all because I'm the Los Angeles Lakers and I have the best free agent market in the and, NBA. But that's, so I, that, that, that's the point. I, that's, that's that's the point I'm, I'm making. Though. The Lakers, the, the Lakers don't rely on first round picks. They use their first round no, picks. They to rely get on their talent. market. They can get good players all the time. The Under, under, understandable. So if they're getting good players and they're gonna be a good team, then they're not gonna need those first round picks. But I mean, it, 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 to to counter that though, if they're gonna use those picks to get somebody better than Miles Turner and uh and Buddy, which I don't I don't see anybody that fits that team as seamless as those two, then I mean, 
kudos to them, but bro, you got you got Buddy who is an instant floor spacer next to LeBron, mm-hmm. which LeBron needs four spacers. And then on right. top of that, when if you're pairing up the duo of Miles Turner and AD at the four and the five, your your front court defense is amazing. And you know, those two can both guard I all agree. five players on the floor, you know. Yeah, but ultimately, you got to also be real. Like, do you want to give up both of these future assets? Because you got to still think, yeah, you'll still have AD for the future. And you have, like, this window to win now. And I, and I am on the side of if you have the Miles window to win too. now as a GM, win now. But at the same time, LeBron James has already publicly announced that he wants to play with his son if he goes to the NBA. He's also publicly announced of, like, being interested in owning the team. So I don't see him being there for – at least minimum, only see him being there three more years. I think that's about how many more years LeBron in LA will get. So, if you're if you're not getting a Donovan Mitchell level, Kyrie Irving level player, you're going to get just pieces to fit around the pieces you already have. They got I'm two not superstars selling though. out both my first round picks for that. I'll give you one. I'll give you Westbrook. I'll throw in a Kendrick Nunn if that's what else you want. And I'll go with that, but I'm not going to give up my entire future when my best player is 38, going to be in his 40s. He's not going to be here forever. It just doesn't make sense. Well, I, I would feel it if it was a destination like Cleveland or a destination like Detroit, but it's L.A., though. It's like, bro, you guys are used to being at the top of the league anyway. So when you're at the top of the league, those picks are 25 or worse. So it's but like, that's, bro, that's my but that's my point. You're not going to give, but at the same time, I understand that it's LA, but I'm not giving up those points. I mean, those picks. If I know if I wait one more year, I Westbrook goes to free agency. Like, I understand we're thinking about like right now, but at the same time, dude, why why would I give up my future assets if I just if I all I have to do is be patient for one year and I can bring in I can I have the lay of the land because I know I have the best. It's Hollywood. I'm not going to give up my future for being impatient because I feel like I have to win this specific year. So staying on topic with the, for two more seasons. Staying on I topic with the sure. Lakers, Anthony Davis said that they're the underdogs. Facts. That's okay. so weird saying a team with LeBron James is the underdogs. I don't know that they're the underdogs. Yes, they are. Because nobody has no faith in them. I want to say I want to say yeah, they're the underdogs. No, I, I want to say they're the underdogs. Sure. It's it's more of how do I even say this? It's a question mark. That's all it is. Like, we know how talented they could be. We know that they could compete for a title if everything works out the way it's supposed to. It's just a question mark. It's not really an underdog. It's more like, you know, can this team leave up, live up to the expectations that we've had in years past? Because we Man. love and trust the talent that they have, but we Man, know that if everything clicks bro. they're competing nobody bro. has any faith in them dub like let's not let's not sit here and beat around the bush like we don't watch we don't want read the comments and watch tv and like bro people have no faith in this team like nobody thinks this team is going to be a major player in the western conference if you see most people's standings of where they'll land some people got them borderline playing seven six bro there's not a lot of i like to hype see that about this team so i'd like to see that because i i I don't pay attention to what other people be saying. So I'll that's like that. that's not a bad spot. That's, so... that's not true, bro. Yes, you do. We all do. Like if we're if we are sports fans, we are definitely listening to everything, bro. So act like you don't. It's not true. I think we. How talked... you gonna tell me what I do? I know <laughs> what bro, I do. Because like, how did you get interested in sports, Dub? 
You didn't. No, just... no, no. I said on, no. Right, I said when well, other people hold other people. I didn't really care about that. I'm not see. saying they're gonna make it your opinion, but we do have to speak in terms of like what the majority opinions are. Yeah, I didn't know the majority of opinion. That's what I was saying. Hmm. Bro, looking at the West, it's not crazy to say that they're borderline playing team. Bro, they can't. The Lakers have a crazy like they they have a crate their floor and their in their ceiling. It's it's probably one of the biggest in the leagues. Biggest bro, gaps. I, I, yeah, yeah. But I think, bro, I I think the Lakers really got potential to like really make some noise this year. You guys, you guys are sleeping on them. I'm not finished. It, it's obviously a lot is predicated on certain circumstances. Like, can AD be healthy? Can yeah. Westbrook adopt more? Will their new pieces be able to mesh with LeBron, Patrick Beverly? Um, is, is Kendrick Nunn healthy? Uh, is will uh, Lonnie Walker be as good as he was with the Spurs? Things like that. It's a bunch of little questions. But Lonnie bro, looking like, nice. And that's what I'm saying. Okay, I nice. He's I, probably going to be the starting two in my uh, eyes. I think Lonnie, Lonnie got game and he was getting down with the Spurs. But bro, I, I think the Lakers are a little better than people are giving them credit for. I, I agree, Ron. I've, I've I think seen LeBron do less or more with less. I agree. So I, I 100% agree with that take, Ron. And I think the other part is nobody wants to give them credit for actually making a conscious decision to get younger. Wait, like Ron. Clear as day, they made a Do you think that this team is better than the bubble championship? Um, that's a good question too. That's a great question. That's a good question but too. that's that's why I'm that's gotta, why that's I'm like high on the like determined team. though. That's why I'm high on them because the Bro. rosters are it's quite similar. It's not. Yeah, but I don't one team won a championship. No, it's not. They have three players from that bubble team. They basically blew that team up. No, off for the heels sure. Of for the sure. Well, I'm, uh, this is the reason why I'm saying it's quite similar because you got LeBron and AD. That's why. And then the the, the other three players that Pieces you can put around them are yeah. are terrible. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, on that championship team, yes, you had Danny Green, who was, you know, he had championship experience and and all of that. So no, they don't have another Danny Green. But this had had experience with LeBron, bro. This team was nice. Avery Bradley, KCP, Caruso. Quinn Cook, Kuzma. AD, Danny Green, THT, that, Dwight I, Howard, Kyle Kuzma, Dale McGee, Markeith Morris. Rondo not, was even on that team. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush, bro. That 2020 team is definitely better than what the team that they have now. They have better pieces to complement each other. They had JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard to sit here and split the responsibilities yeah, of a center to take some pressure off of Anthony Davis. They had Kate, KCP was playing good defense that year. Danny Green, Alex Caruso, Rondo. They, uh, and who was Avery Bradley was there too? Yes. So they had all those guys, he, he bro. That's 2020 playoffs, team. Though. Remember, he didn't he didn't want to go to the. Oh playoffs. yeah, he didn't play in the playoffs, but they were still able to be fine because LeBron James was running points. So I'm sorry, bro. That 2020 team, bro. It was it was beautifully it was, constructed around. I mean, they won they won a championship, games. bro. So it's hard to compare the teams. Like you're comparing for sure, for a team sure. that hasn't played a game yet to a team that won. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm just looking at play, the pieces, bro. Better. I'm just looking at the pieces. You don't even have. Who cares if they won? No, Those bro, pieces are so I, much I, I, better. You know what you're pieces might have been better at that time, but how do we not know the pieces? Yeah, might, exactly. I think there's a lot bro, of you, we were today, just bro. talking about they have like a hundred guards on their team. Come on, the, no, no, the no, balance, no, the no, balance no, is no, way no, better. They had balance interior defense. Way better. They had perimeter, perimeter defense. defense. Yes. If we're, if we're saying that, if we're saying though that, like uh, you said about what's his name, Palinka, saying that there's still more moves to be made. We don't know what the final the final roster is going to look like. I think we have to really wait until like. Day one, who they send on the court, who's the roster. Well, of I mean, course. in that case, you have to wait until the end of the trade deadline. 
Of course. Yeah, pretty before much. we make I, any any yeah, projections. I think so. I think so. J Rob, what are you talking maybe, about? Maybe. J Rob, J Rob's in a bouncy house right now. This guy's all over the place. What uh, are we doing? What do you let's, mean? Let's hit these super chats. <laughs> I'm just saying, we can't compare the teams. We don't know what they're going to be. That's all. We're comparing it what it is right I, now. I, I, I'm, I'm comparing like, it to okay. what it is right now. And the point I'm trying to make is the 2020 roster is it, it is better for sure. Way better. Way, yeah, it, it's sure. better. I, I don't, I'm not even going to go off the ledge and say way better because, like how I keep saying, when you have LeBron and AD. It's it's not that really that hard to build another. Well, yeah, we're not we're not looking at those guys. We're looking at the pieces around them, though. Okay, you know, the, 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 those, piece, those pieces better. were more structured. They they fit in better. But the point I'm trying to make is that I don't think that their their reserves and their uh like their 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 other players aren't bad right now. I don't think their role players are terrible. I, I think they're a little better than people are giving them credit for. I, but I also agree with Ron on that point. That's why I am in the bouncy house because I do think they're more athletic. <laughs> no, because I do think they're more athletic. Like I just see the boat. Like I think two things could be true. Like I do see that this team is more athletic. They have, I think, they have a lot more two way potential than than the Lakers have had in a while. Um, and that's that's really it, you know. So that's why I'm saying like, if the this team pans out and they can get the most out of it. I do look. I do kind of agree with Ron in the sense of they do, do have the potential to be better. And also, I'm high on Dennis Schroeder too. I think I, I think Dennis Schroeder has been uh, a very good player in the NBA for a long time, and I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves. Yeah, I do like I do like Schroeder on the team. I'm just I hate yeah. that they have so many guards. Um, all right, but yeah, let's hit these. They got no defense. Let's hit these suit. That's not, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't know. Um, but let's move, let's move on. Uh, Mars, are you gonna let the chat talk? Do you like this? How are they talking to me? I mean, you're responding to him in the chat, but like, you could let him talk to you like this on air. No, Got to let him know. They can say what they want. I don't care. All right. <laughs> they're saying that you're just waiting to spew stats. All right. And they're gonna listen to me whether I do or not. <laughs> Jamaris Hall, does Derrick Rose without injuries win a ring or another MVP? Wait, what was that? What was does that Derrick Rose without injury win another ring or MVP or win a ring or another MVP? I don't know, bro. That's that's so up in the air. I don't know. Yeah, the Who ring knows? part tough. MVP I mean, you can kind of gauge. Lead, bro. MVP so, you can kind of gauge. Bro. I don't think he does. LeBron will still be in the league whether he was injured or not. It was over. Yeah, I don't think he wins a ring, honestly. LeBron and the boys, nah. Yeah, like Kobe. You never, down, you so. never, never know though. You you never know what free agents go. And the dogs are still the dogs were still outside with Derrick Rose. No, bro, you never like I be coming on. Hey, check this, check this out. What if what if Kawhi doesn't go to Toronto? What if D Rose is healthy and Kawhi doesn't go to Toronto? Instead, Kawhi goes to Chicago. That's what are all these crazy? Talk, crazy talk, what, if, what if what if KD doesn't go to Golden State? He goes to Chicago. Ron, this is a butterfly. This right. is a butterfly. No, because no, because this is why I'm saying this though. D Rose was on the trajectory to be a superstar. Superstars attract players in free agency. So I'm saying somebody may have wanted to go play with D Rose. Oh my and god! And on top of that, they already had Ron. Jimmy Butler too. Hold on, they already had Jimmy Butler too. So it's it's a it's MVP Derrick Rose still getting better because he got it at twenty two, and you got Jimmy Butler who hadn't yet came into his own when Derrick Rose was the MVP. So now you got two players. Jimmy Butler is a debatable top ten player in the league right now. 
So you got Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. So you think you think that you think that Man. Chicago Bulls team with a healthy Derrick Rose could have dethroned LeBron James on Miami Heat or Cleveland right. Cavaliers? It, it depends on who who else, what other moves they would have made. That's the point. Of, at at them two alone, probably not. But if if they if another free agent free agent comes along, then we might have to start talking, having different conversations. But I think yeah, we're just adding too many. Honest. We're adding way too many facts. I'm gonna be honest. Now. I mean, He's I'm just going, going off playing with Westbrook to play with that Derrick Rose, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'm not right. saying they were the same player, but he's not going from what he was dealing with with Westbrook to go then again go play with Derrick Rose. Let's it get this. Sharon Rada. Before 2020-2021, D-Book was an empty stats player. Ron, don't forget PG was balling and winning as a solo superstar on a team. Balling and winning what? They weren't winning. <laughs> and, they and first off, that's what I'm going to say. Second off, who was on Devin Booker's team? And, and as I'm looking at the stats, his stats are identical from when Chris Paul came to when Chris Paul wasn't there. So his game hasn't changed at all. Yeah, you can say empty stats and whatnot, but Devin Booker is continuing to get better and better and better every season after season after season. So, I mean, empty stats or not, like you, you can say that, but he's still balling. There's no way. Yo. I, Charlie sent a super me. chat, said this would be paying Dub to stop talking because facepalm. It's okay, Charlie. At the end of the day, you are watching me, and you're hearing me talk, and I will talk no matter what. Two dollars. Oh, copy and paste answer for more. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's control that's C, I Control V. I actually see. I actually see that. I was waiting for Ron. I was waiting for Jay to bring that up. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm up here. You thank you for the two dollars. If you do want to continue to not have me talk, just keep putting in those two dollars, and maybe you know when it hits. Oh, there's there's two up. more, and this one's for Ron. Love you, Ron. Oh, but you hold on, hold on. Relax. Dub, Dub. Did you just say a hundred dollars super chat will get you to? Be quiet for how long? Quite, quite possibly. <laughs> or, he said we, quite possibly. Quite we Bobby. need guarantees, though. We do need guarantees. There's a good possibility. It depends. I want Charlie to do it, though. If Charlie gives me $100 right now, I, I'll leave the show. No, no, no. We're not leaving those shows. But, we, you know, you could put no, yourself no, I mean, leave the show for, like, for the let's day. Say, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We ain't doing that. 15 let's minutes? say five minutes. All right, Charlie, put put your money where your mouth is. Drop $100 right now. $98 since you already put in $2. Drop $98 right now and I will be I will shut up. That's Charlie. If not, if hey, not Charlie, Charlie's if in not, his lips. If not, shut your mouth and <laughs> So Dub, what you're basically saying is shut me up or you shut up. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. All right. Um fire. I don't Oh, yes. Perfect. Dub. Jimmy Butler, did you see this? Um, oh, my God. No, I don't want to talk about it. Please. Let's please. <laughs> no. So, no. so uh, Jimmy Butler responding to being ranked 17th on ESPN's player rankings. This was for uh, Media Day. One of the reporters asked him. And he said, word, that's good. And the reporter said, are there 16 players that are more impactful than you? And Butler said, probably so. Probably about 25 of them. Oh, I thought she was going to talk about his hair. Oh, I no, hate no, no, his no, no, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. We could. Um, yeah. Uh, is this fake humility? I think this what? is sarcasm. I think this is sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, bro. Highly sarcasm. Sarcasm. I mean, I don't, I don't really care. Jimmy Butler and the way he answers questions. I mean, sometimes it's true. Sometimes he is sarcastic. Sometimes he likes joking and sometimes he doesn't. I mean... What he says is what he feels, you know. I remember after 2020, 
uh, after the NBA Finals run, he did say, yo, there's probably 10 or 15 guys that's possibly better than me. So I don't know why people like giving me all this praise. So, you know, Jimmy Butler is a humble guy as well. So maybe he meant it. Maybe he was being sarcastic. I'm not sure. I want to call him fake, though. Just be off of my own personal opinion. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's hard to find 10 players better than Jimmy Butler. Right now? Yeah. Nah. 10? I think you could do 10. 17, 10 where they have I'm, him on that list is... I'm, well, he's number nine in our Players' Choice ranking. If you guys missed that, go back to last episode. You'll see Players' Choice top 25. But, bro, I'm talking about just in terms of what he provides for winning. Like, when we talk about best players, like, yeah, it may be some people, 10 players that are more talented than him, but impactful to winning and doing what Jimmy does, playmaking, scoring, rebounding, on defense, guarding the other team's best player, just being the heart and soul of your team. Bro, I'm like, I don't I don't see there being 10 players that do more than Jimmy Butler in that capacity. Pull it up, Jay. Pull it up, Jay. No, I got you. Pull it up, Jay. Charlie with another... T- $2 said, I don't care about you that much, Dub. Your takes are basura. So that's 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 $4 you just sent. So $96 away, sir. So as I as again, if you're going to talk all this shit, put your money where your mouth is and completely shut me up. $100, <laughs> sir. So you're $96 away. If you don't got the money, just say that. No, like I, said, I don't want to be affiliated Yo, around Dubonair's on top. Yeah, obviously not a Dubonair. Uh, Jamar's Hall said, I could die in peace knowing I took over the super chats for the episode. P.S. Ron Nasty as hell. That is facts, Jamar's Hall. You, hey. You've been hitting <clears> us <throat> with a, a ton of stuff to talk about on today's show. Hey, Jamar's, I could die in peace too knowing I'm nasty as shit. <laughs> Ron, it, Ron has been in rare form today. I am, I am very, wow. Get Surprise. used to a dub. Hey, if, if you're not going to be in your normal state, if, you're, if you've moved on to the dub and airs, then... I got to take on a new persona, too. Are you the new top left? He's the raunchy. <laughs> raunchy? <laughs> Raunchy's amazing. I oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all get used to this new raunchy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how do you guys feel about uh, the Raptors monitoring the SGA situation in OKC? You guys see this? No. I think that's smart. I mean, he's from the area, and I think he would be a big ad. Him and um, him and Scotty Barnes could be kind of kind of lethal. I mean, Man, that could be a great tandem. Hey, I'm big on Shay. Like people, yeah, I'm big. I, I brought up I brought up Shay on the panel, and they damn near <laughs> ran uh, me off the Shay show. Alexander. I'm, is only reason I don't think we talk about him as much as we probably should is because he's in Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, too, Facts. because he was he was in the same draft class as Luca and Trey, and they got the, all that praise coming I right. I promise out the you, game. if Shea Alexander was still a Clipper, and he was able to like play yeah. with Kawhi or, or Paul George, the the conversation between him and Trey Young would be a lot different. I'm jacking it. Excuse Wait, me. That was that was that was a bit too far. Jacking that. I can take the hate. I can take the heat for that. I'll take it. No, Shay like that for real. No, like, I just think Shay is I'm like taking that, Trey. I'm taking Luca, but right after that, in that draft class, it's no question about it. I'm taking Shay. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying those guys aren't Shay's is better, but I'm just saying like 
we I think we would have more of a conversation about it than we think if he was in a different situation. Yeah, if he was on a if he was on a winning team for sure. A lot of the times were better. Not a lot better. A lot of the way that people view people is due to the situations of them winning or yes. not. And sadly for Shea after OKC, he's just been losing situation after losing situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see him on a team that is competitive and see how people will view him there because a lot of people do switch up after somebody starts winning. So I see your point with that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think he would be on the level as Trey Young, though, to say that or near it. Jamaris Hall. I love Ron, though. He's hilarious. I love the entire panel. Um, Ray23, where would Kawhi rank all time with another ring? Hold up. Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> I'm across the bridge, Dub. Relax. Hashtag Martians. Listen, hashtag Euros. If you, can, this is the, if you can't... All right. I'm going to change my persona real quick. If you can't handle the heat, bro, don't open your mouth. If you can't handle somebody talking shit back, don't talk shit, bro. Relax, son. I'm across the bridge, bro. Relax, bro. Chill. This You're is, not this that is big, bro. Double holic like. All right, go ahead. I switched back up. Never mind. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, <laughs> double is back in the seat. But if you are gonna talk crap and get ang or start to get in your feelings after somebody, you know, is talking. I crap think he's back, trolling. I think you know, he's trolling. Dad. At the end of the day. You're just emotional, man, and you got to deal with that. I'm pretty sure. He's Stop having little man syndrome. <laughs> where would Kawhi rank with another ring all time? Well, where will Kawhi rank with another ring all time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he will probably be in the same spot no matter what. Yeah, right? this isn't a question for me. I have my opinions on accolades. It's another agenda I have to push one day. But so wait, wait, not, wait, wait, wait. Where does either. Kawhi rank all time right now for you guys? Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> wait, how much money is that now? Is that five super chats? Or is I 10 think bucks? it's like almost ten. Yeah, ten bucks. All right, perfect. I'll put it up. Charlie sent another super chat. One v one next show dub. Not my feelings at all. <clears throat> He's here to all debate. Right. I'm here for it. Uh, ten bucks. Uh, you're ninety dollars away, brother. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> I have Kawhi as my twenty fifth best player of all time. If he wins another ring, or right now, he's not moving anywhere. Got you. Twenty five. Yeah, I don't... Kawhi get that, Kawhi get another ring with the Finals MVP, and if he does it in a fashion that in a fashion that's anything that's extraordinary or it's like oh he beat this team and he beat that team and let's say he you know goes off in the playoffs too while he's doing it bro Kawhi like Kawhi pushing 10 pushing 10 why pushing 10 how can you this is why I hate accolades 11 to 15 range 11 to 15 range already like all time of like all time yeah bro come on bro yeah, like, Kawhi, what are we Kawhi talking? Like that. Kawhi like that, bro. Three rings, two, three finals MVPs. Come on, man, you got to start. You oh, you got to have three finals MVPs. Yes, you got two finals MVPs already. But Ron, Ron, Ron. But uh, the thing we have to acknowledge about Kawhi Leonard, I mean, you knock CP3 for the same exact reasonings. At the end of the day, he doesn't have a peak that's long enough. He doesn't have longevity. And I don't at the end day, I knock CP3 for not being a winner. No, but hold but, up. But then, but then it's guys, Leonard, then, but then it's guys that will come up here and say that he's the second best point guard and compare him Kawhi to Magic Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is a guy who's been hurt in almost damn near every single postseason besides the two that he's won. One of the ones he won, he won as a role player. You want to talk about Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard, and how he played great. I give you that 100%. But if you're not going to knock Kawhi Leonard for the same reasons as Chris Paul, 
I just don't like that. So where's all. KD? Because now I got to go straight to here. Where's KD? Where's KD? Top, top, all time top. I think he's top 15 to me. Close to top okay, 10. Okay, so KD could be top 15, but Kawhi with three rings and three finals MVPs can't be top 15? Do you understand how long no Kevin Durant has been playing? He's no, no better than KD. You know, understand but, you know, how long KD's been playing at this level, bro? Okay, but that that even says even more to what what Kawhi really is. If he can play in a fraction of the time and do more than what he's done, then come on, what are, what are we talking about? What do like, we? Yeah, he won as a role player. Have, it's not hard to win as a role player. He won so as a role about, player. We're talking about. So then, why did he get Finals MVP? Because he. He was the best role player. What do you want him to say? He was the best on that stage. Andrew Iguodala. Furthermore, though, we're projecting for him to get another ring. I'm assuming he's going to lead his team to that ring and get a Finals MVP. Bro, how many how many players that have three three Finals MVPs are not in that top realm of players? You already That's said you have him at 25. I'm saying, like, bro, that that one more ring and one more Finals MVP pushes the envelope crazy and mars i know you don't like accolades i know you're I like you're not an accolade that. guy but this i don't is understand how you despise accolades though mars. exactly like, i don't, I don't they understand they that doesn't make sense to me better. like what they are you playing this what are you playing a sport for nobody plays the sport for stats bro they play for i don't accolades. i don't care i don't care about the box score you have about this is a whole different tangent but if i'm talking about how good you are at basketball an accolade is never going to be brought up it doesn't prove anything at all if you can make a whole argument for a player based on rank them and you don't have to watch a second of them play, you can just read their accolades and read their stats on basketball reference. Why would I care? Like the I'm amount just, of people I'm who just, have this confused, like, and it's based on don't nothing. Matter. They I don't know how they don't like, they don't, they don't they make don't you matter. better. They don't make you better. Did Steph, would Steph have been a better player if he won the 2015 finals MVP? No, he's the same guy. He just didn't get the accolade. Doesn't make him better at all. That doesn't There's really. No one I, I contribution. You, like, that I feel would make like you. I feel like that. I understand that you're kind of going against the grain, and you feel like you're thinking like higher about this than everybody else. But bro, like, no offense, like I just don't. I just don't agree. Like I don't understand. I get what you're saying, but only up to a degree because accolades do define players' careers. Like, they Facts. do, and to sit here and and to sit here and act act like they don't is to me a little ridiculous. Now, do I get your point that sometimes? They get it wrong because, for example, Mark Gasol, when he won DPOY, but he was second team all defense, that didn't really make too much sense to people. That shit happens. I'm not saying every accolade given out is is spot on. But, bro, to sit here and discredit people's accolades because they don't, to you, that's not a metric to making them better, that that really doesn't play, make any sense because – the way every player in sports history goes into the league, into their sport, is to have those accolades to define their legacy. Like, you can't define a legacy without it. But that's all yeah. perception now. What you're talking about is all perception. It's not the perception. Way that people, it is perception. There's a point of view. We're seeing that somebody's winning all these rings, and now we're like, dang, he won all these rings. It makes me feel the type of way. But in the way that they played basketball, it didn't change. The way hold that on. They played hold on, hold on, Ron. Ron, hold on. Hold on. It's about to get spicy. It's about to get spicy. Football breakdown sent a super chat. If accolades don't matter, you can't have MJ over Braun. That's dumb, but okay. Why? Because you can easily make an argument that MJ is better at basketball than LeBron. Like, easily. But if you believe that, you're probably going to go to another thing I hate, which is quoting off the box score. More rebounds, more assists, more career points. It's the same thing I hate. The same thing with accolades. I hate both of them. 
So how do you determine awesome. how do you determine how one you, player being better than the other? Because I think you can judge a player's impact on the on the game. You can judge their skill set and how that would impact teams. You can but if there's judge. no impact, well, no, let's, let's stick no, with impact. You can judge impact it's about winning perception. rings. That's, see, that's, that's, that, yeah, that that's fine. There's perception. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't judge I don't impact about winning rings. People say players are more impactful because they won. That's just not true. It's just a basic way of looking at things. You look at the outcome of something. This team won a ring. This team didn't win a ring. It, therefore, this player is more impactful than this player. That's not true. There's situations. Morris, you play the game you to win. So, so wait, so wait. I agree you, have, you play the you game to win. I'm the same person the game that I'm taking Rob Rory's career think, over MJ. I, I, I I'm 100% people, aware of that you play the game to win. I'm also aware that I say I'm taking someone's career with more rings over someone else's. It doesn't make you better. That's my whole argument. I agree that I played the game to win. I call these guys losers all the time. It doesn't make you worse at basketball. That's my whole point. I agree that you should play the game to win. You should play the game to try get those those accolades, those rings. Because I would do the exact same thing. But if I'm arguing who's better at basketball, there's no reason for me to say this player has two MVPs, a defensive player of the year. Let me talk the, about their the, game. But that's something a lot of people don't do. Is a combination of both, though. Yeah. It's not yeah, just yeah, a combination. Uh, uh, I think I think it matters, bro. I think both. I think both things. I don't can, think, I think it both things can be true. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. How well someone plays basketball. And then bring up something that isn't to do with them playing basketball. I have a question though, because basketball, obviously, you know, we're talking about a team sport, right? So within the concept of of a team sport, would you ever rank a player that is better in terms of the team concept, right? And mm-hmm. and as a result, you know, the the team is winning, as opposed to like, would you ever consider that player a better basketball or better at basketball than a guy who's individually better? I think like, Draymond Green is better than Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Oh shit! All right, so let's let's ignore that one. Let's exactly no, let's not ignore that one. Let's not ignore that one. I want to dig that. into this one. Why is that? Is that Why? the same? Like, can I give you another example of of two guys, and mm-hmm. you just hit me with the yes or no? Uh, mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala better than um, Devin Booker? No, Devin Booker's better. Trevor Ariza better than Paul George? No. Why? Because I think what Paul George, Devin Booker, those guys bring to the game, they bring more to the game than Trevor Ariza. And... Who's the other guy? Andre Iguodala. Yeah, Trevor Reason and, and Andre Iguodala. I think they bring more to the game. They haven't been in situations that can get them a ring, but I think they impact their teams more than guys like Trevor Reason and Andre Iguodala, regardless but, but, of the result. But if they haven't been in situations that, you know, where they can win a ring. Isn't that exactly what we're talking about? If they haven't been able to put themselves in a situation where they can get a ring. It's not about putting yourself in a situation. It's about some of its fortune. Like, for example, Kevin Garnett in Minnesota was, that's the best he's ever been. He won the ring in Boston. He got put in a better situation. The best he was was in Minnesota. He just didn't have the situation around him that could get him a title. I don't think he was worse because of that. The way so- I look at it, you can have skill sets and skills that impact winning without winning a title. For example, a player who has a higher impact on winning with no titles is for me like a Chris Paul, a Steve Nash, Jason Kidd and his Pete. They were all high impact players. They didn't win titles, but I can still look at your game, look at how great of your passer you are, great of a playmaker for Chris Paul and Steve Nash, efficient scorers, the way your game can translate to a better situation. But efficient is stats. You said we're ignoring stats. No, I, I ignore the box score, the way people quote it with 27, 7 and 7 or Luka Doncic 28, 8 and 8. That, that means nothing. You're not saying anything about their game. Efficiency, you can talk about someone's efficiency and be like, this player is efficient. You look at 
their true shooting percentage relative to the rest of the league, you can see they were efficient. You see someone averaging 28 points a game, it doesn't mean you were a better scorer than someone averaging 25. That's why I don't care about these box score stats. That's my whole issue. I mean, I agree with that to a degree. I got lit up on fucking Instagram yesterday. <laughs> Thanks to the editor. Because, because of the that. Jamal Crawford and scoring thing. Was it that? Yeah, I mean, it was a bad example that I said, but I mean, you know, they missed the point, and so they just ran off with that, but whatever. Fire. Greater said, how can I look at their game but not the box score or accolades, but then you call me a stat guy? Like, which one am I? Am I not looking at the box score or am I a stat guy? Like, well, you got, I, just, I, I, just personally, I just personally feel like, ultimately, Mars, like, when you say accolades don't matter, the only thing that I personally can't can't get behind is yes, you're right. Like, do I think certain players can be better based off what their skill set is? That's true. Like, maybe somebody's taller, a better jump shooter, things of this nature. So that makes them a a better basketball player. But I do think when this idea that greatness in terms of like impact and skill set don't coexist with each other, and I personally think like, for example, if I play point guard and you play point guard. You are a better, you can shoot better than me. You're taller, you're taller than me. You might be a better defender. But every time we play, me and my team wins because I run an offense better than you. And I get, I lead the league in steals or I I don't have as many MVPs, but ultimately I'm always beating you. Yeah, you're a better talent than me for sure. But I do think your impact on winning and those accolades do also define you of who's a better player. Like, I just think to take that away, I don't think that's fair because winning ultimately is how we decide in 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 relative who's better. Like, that's how we decide, okay, I think this person is better because in their career they've done this, 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 and this. And I think when you use an example of, like, Draymond and Carmelo, I mean, I think some people may think that's crazy, but at the same time, I do think you also have a point because I do think Draymond's impact on winning is a little bit more significant than – a guy like Carmelo. And I do think because of that, that does make him a bit better of a player. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to throw in an example. But I just don't view impact on winning his rings, but Ron, you can go. No, it doesn't have to be just rings though. Like it could be MVP, DPOY. I think all those things could be at uh, accumulation. I mean, Derek Fisher has what, four or five. And I don't look at him as like a. Wait, 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 wait. Impact, impact on, on winning. winning. It doesn't you... mean winning titles or winning awards. That's, that's the thing. Like, it's so, I don't want to sound disrespectful. It's such a basic way of thinking. Like, you just look at the outcome, who but, won the but, ring. But the that thing is, that's what you view players as losers if they don't make it to Yeah, the I view you as a loser, but not a worse player. That's my whole, I've been trying to make that point the whole time. I don't view you as a worse player. Like, I have Steve Nash over a lot of people who won titles. I think he's better than them. Yeah, he's also course. a loser. Yeah, I mean, of course. Will Magic, will Magic be more impactful? Will magic, no, magic be the same? Will magic will magic be as impactful as he was on a different team? J Rob. Say that again. Will magic be as impactful as he is now on a different team? You'd have to give an example of the team though. If he was on I the was Houston Rockets, ask, uh, I was actually gonna ask I do. I, I think I mean, I mean I mean I mean with Magic Johnson's skill set, I mean I think any team that would have got Magic Johnson. I think he makes that team different. Like the way he plays the game makes the teams different. I think he's a different type. But of do you think the same thing? Do you think the same thing could possibly happen? The same type of dominance of him on a different type of team. I think that when people look at Magic Johnson and his impact, they see this many finals. They see 
five rings. They see an MVP and they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's impact was insane. Well, I beg to differ. When I look at the team that which he had, you had a Jamal Wilkes and Norm Nixon where he started out on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's basically like Luka Doncic coming into the league, playing with the likes of a Jimmy Butler because Jamal Wilkes was a two-way guy. A Norm Nixon was a borderline all-star, so he's like a Fred Van Vliet or a Jared Allen. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, LeBron James, and a DPOY type of player like in a, a Michael Cooper, so a Marcus Smart. So you're asking, let's say, a Luka Doncic in the league with a Marcus Smart, Jimmy Butler, uh, Jared Allen, and fucking LeBron James. You really don't think that that team is going to be one of the favorites to win? And now, and the impact is going to be great for Luka Doncic and for the rest of his career? I'm just, I'm, I mean, what I'm saying about, with your point about Magic, bro, I don't think, I think on any team Magic would have went to, bro, I think he makes an impact. I think Luka on his team, he makes an impact still. And I think ultimately there are players in the NBA, bro, that their talent supersedes their deficiencies. Luka Doncic, his talent supersedes a lot of the deficiencies of the Mavericks, of the Dallas Mavericks. Like, I do think some of the, the things that make players great, I think in all facets of sports, not just basketball, is the reason why you are considered one of the greatest or the best or on your team is because you're able to lift your team up despite what they may not be good at or what they don't have because your greatness impacts that much. So to answer your question, yes, I think if Magic Johnson had to go and got drafted to another team, I think he'd still be able to greatly impact the success of that team for sure. And I don't think he probably could not win a title. I'm just saying. When he went to the Lakers at that time, weren't they being dominated by the the Celtics at this time? Wasn't this post that era where – Jerry West and company was losing all the time. I think they only had one, one ring in that little span. So it's not like he went to a team that was dominating his era at the time when he got there. But would you hold him to the same level? He came in there and impacted that team significantly, completely changed the style of basketball they played. Went from a system that was predicated on dumping it down to Kareem and going for the hook shot to a system where the ball is forever moving the transition game. So, would you I hold mean, him to the same level, though? What do you mean, hold him to the same if, level? If you hold, would would you hold his impact to the same level if he was on a different type of team? Yeah, I do. I think I don't. I, I think that, I think I think in terms of like just potential star power of what Magic Johnson had, I think on any team that he would have went to, he would have made that team. Well, Chris Paul. Let's say, office. let's say if he had a, let's say if he had a career like Chris Paul, he had a crazy amount of impact, but he couldn't get the job done. And people sit here and say that Magic Johnson is more impactful than Chris Paul, mainly because of the rings. Correct? Uh, yeah, but I also think he was more impactful because he was a culture changer in LA for that team. I think he, I think he's had more impact on his franchise than CP3 has an impact well, on every franchise he's a part of. Not never, to Magic, never to the level of Magic, Magic, bro. To the, never to. The, I can't Here we go, right back say, to the, we started the show with Magic close. and CP3. Don't you'll say, don't say close or it's cl- it's not close. The 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 impact that Magic Johnson has had off the court. Liquor, if we talking about off the court, off the court. We talking about off the court. I can hear what you're saying. We talk about on the court. On the court, bro. Dub, you gotta you gotta understand both, bro, magic both. throughout the 80s both? was quite both, bro. Was, the, was quite the possibly the best player in the, the NBA during that stint. To accommodate this guy, bro. 
Yeah, that's that's tough because Come you're on, comparing dude. a guy who's who's dude. can you can argue has been the best in the NBA at times, and Chris Paul's never been never the best uh, never. player in the NBA. I, I could get I I could get you I could get with you on that, but I mean let's understand who else was in the league. I mean Mars put made this a point in one of the last episodes. I mean CP3 was playing with the likes of LeBron James, <laughs> playing with the likes of a Kobe Bryant, playing with the likes of uh, Tim Duncan as well. So of course, I mean, when you got players of that caliber, you're not going to be held up to that light. I mean, those are guys who are all in the top ten. Magic, Magic Johnson, bro. Magic, Magic played Johnson with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson, Magic played with a bunch of insanely great players himself, bro. He was never Dr. J Ma- and company. Bro. Magic, like, come on, let's be real, dude. Magic Crazy. only had Larry Bird and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then when Michael Jordan started coming into the league, Michael Jordan took over the league in the nineties. Dr. J was in that mix too. Dr. J, yeah. but Dr. J's not in the top 10. We got Kobe in the top 10. You got Tim. We're talking, but we're 10. talking about popularity. We got Shaq. We're talking about popularity. Don't get it twisted. Error, no, we're not. No, we're not, no, we're not talking about popularity. You guys are guys are shifting. Now you guys are shifting. I'm not talking about popularity. I'm saying impact as an impact or impact as impact impact as a basketball player yeah. on the court. It's not, you're saying no, we t- no, no, wait. No, we, we, we said, about, you're saying that. We, we were talking okay. about the well, impact that he had no, on the Lakers said, culture. He changed that entire thing. That has something to do with on the court, of course. You know what I mean? You have to be able to do what you have to do. But what I'm saying is like everything that happens off the court, that plays a major part in this too. A major part. I'm talking about CP3 and his impact on the court. Magic Johnson, he had a crazy impact on the Lakers for sure, but that's something that's measured outside of the court. This is Allen Iverson-esque. Honestly, if we want to really be serious, we, we should hold Allen Iverson to a higher level than everyone should hold Allen Iverson to a higher level. Allen Iverson is number two on my list in terms of cultural impact in the league. For sure, for sure. But does that make, does that make Allen Iverson a better basketball player because of that? Wait, does that? And out, so this out. is and so this is what I was saying when it comes to who is the better shooting guard, Kobe or or um Allen no. Iverson up to the point of 2001. That's exactly what I'm saying. Does it make Allen Iverson a better shooting guard? No, it does not. That's my point. That's what I'm Even saying. Though, and you was like, yeah, nah, Allen Iverson. Said, when you was on. on that train, I was not arguing against you. I did not come at you at that. I say that I said that AI was in that conversation. All I'm saying, I'm using the same point which you're making. Even though that Magic Johnson did have a cultural impact, that overall did not make him a better basketball and, player. And I didn't claim that. But nobody okay, said perfect. that. All right, let's move. Let's move. Perfect. Let's move. Let's move. Hold on, Jay. We got super I, I really, chats. I, I got I got one question I gotta ask. I want to ask everybody, specifically Mars. I know it's not gonna move you, Mars, but I still want to ask the question. Cause it's similar to Dub's what Dub just said. But I'm like, if Steph Curry doesn't get drafted to the Warriors, let's say he goes to his hometown, Charlotte Hornets, who have been shit forever. He doesn't win no rings. Let's say, yeah, maybe he does get an MVP. He plays the same way he plays. He still he still leads the league in threes and whatnot. I don't think Steph's in a lot of our top five point guards like that. And if he is, he's at five. Without those rings, without the fi- the mm-hmm. finals MVP he just got, with without the, the impact of being on a uh, a dynasty, the Warrior, Golden State Warriors dynasty, I don't think we look at Steph as exalted as he is right now. That's a fact. So that's and that's why I say winning impacts who you are as a player. And, and Bro, that is a that is a good point because if we right, had Steph fair. Curry. In like a Damian Lillard role, where because Dame's yeah. been doing that, mm-hmm. Ooh, raw, 
Ron. That's the only point I'm trying to make. Winning, winning does define you as a player because this is the, and this is this be my main point that I say about winning. When you have the ability to to take your team to the promised land and in and ho- hoist that trophy, that basically says kind of what Giannis was just saying, bro. I I was the best player this year. Like maybe not the most talented, but my my abilities as a player led my team to to beat everybody else and be victorious. I'm I'm at the top of the mountain. And right. You, okay. You, so sorry, chat is getting this confused of what I was trying to get at with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is an amazing basketball player, but he doesn't win, right? Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is an amazing basketball player, but he has won. If you put them both in the same position of neither of them winning anything, does Steph Curry get ranked in the top 10? Does that discussion even happen? No, probably not. It doesn't matter how many threes he makes. It wouldn't be. And to go, he could have, he could have still broke. Because Ray, Al- he, Ray Allen had the record. Allen's, you know, broke Ray Allen's record. Because Ray Allen had the record, he wasn't. Ray Allen's not even in most people's top fifteen. Bro, he might not 20. even be people's top fifty. Yeah. So if if Steph Curry would have broke that record, nobody would be talking about it. Those rings, at the end of the day, to me, nobody's saying that you're not good if you don't win rings and accolades. Nobody's saying that you can be talented, but to be able to cement yourself as the best or one of the best, you need that stamp of approval, like. That's like your letters, bro. Like, you need them. Hold on. Bro, there is so... So, Jimmy Two-Shoes, Steph is better than Dame without accolades. Uh, And then, Greatest says Dame is only amazing because he's playing with the green light. Bro, Steph is playing with a greener light. Like, what? Fluorescent green light. Bro, Steph's green light light is, like, so insane. It's insane. He could shoot a half court shot and no if one's going to, to care. Yeah, I'm saying every that I'm saying all the So so bro, there is no difference between Steph Curry's light and Dame's light. Facts. I think green light is green light. I don't think there's a difference in green light. Facts. Steph just looks I was just crazy. emphasizing Steph, my point. Uh, yeah, of course, but <laughs> Steph like, would, Steph would take a dribble across half court, shoot a bro, shot, and then the shot goes in, he'll turn around and get to just doing this. Bro, and then this, y'all always overrate Dame. He has won nothing. That's what we're trying. That's what we're trying to say. Bro. Hey, that's like, the point, is, bro. That, bro. Listen, that's the point. It's it's uh it's a ooh. nasty, it's a literally that that comment right there that proved the point though. That, that like, right there, that in theory, literally proved the point. Bro, in theory, I understand trying to fathom ranking players based on their basketball skill, but there's a natural unconscious bias when it comes to winning. Nice. You're just you're just ranking these players. Which you think think is unbiased based on winning, but it plays a factor for sure. There's people people in the chat that's missing the point, though, too, because everybody's saying, well, Steph would still be better. Steph would still be better. But if Steph didn't win anything, nobody cares if he was better. That's what JD is trying. Bro, if Jokic wins two NBA championships, you might project him into the top 10. If he doesn't win one championship, no more MVPs, you're not talking about him anymore. Thank you. All right, but let's move on. Dub host. Let's go. <laughs> JD, where, where JDW? Wow. Let's absolutely freaking wow. go, chat. Lyndon E. Higgy, Mars, don't you have two all time lists, the best and greatest? Where would Kawhi rank if he won another ring and finals MVP on the greatest list? That's a good question. He's even lower on my greatest list than my best list. When you say lower, closer to one or? No, because the way I, well, because I don't care about accolades, the way I do greatest is how good you are 
and how long you sustained that for. Okay, so it has the worst longevity of any elite player that's ever been. So <laughs> gotcha. his greatest list is even lower. So okay, so lower than 25. Help. Got it. Yes. Football breakdown. Then LeBron should be number one on your list, Mars LaMeo. LeBron's my good. LaMeo. Mad Max, to say Dre over Melo is crazy when Dre wins you 40 games without Steph and Clay. No. What we doing here? Yo, that- I, don't, I don't judge players by floor raising ability because I don't care about making bad teams average. I care about making good teams great. And Draymond Green does that better than Carmelo Anthony, which is why I care about what he brings to a team more than Carmelo. But yeah, that's kind of unfair because Melo was never part of a situation. And I believe, yeah, I believe no, because I don't need to go based on what Carmelo is in. I can look at Carmelo's game, an isolation scorer, a weak playmaker, a bad defender, and I assume it's a hypothetical. I assume Carmelo on a great team with those skills would be less valuable to Dray- than Draymond Green on a great team because I'm assuming Carmelo Anthony, if your team is great, Carmelo is not going to be your best scorer on that team, in my opinion. He's also going to make your defense worse and he needs the ball, but he's a bad playmaker. So he's automatically lowering the ceiling of that team. Whereas Draymond Green, to me, can only boost the ceiling of that team because he's the best defender of this generation. He's a great passer. He works with other superstars because he doesn't need the ball to score. And he does all the little things. He's a great rebounder and all of those things where I think he'd be more valuable, which is why I think Draymond Green so, is a better player than Carmelo. So what I'm hearing is that since Draymond Green compliments well, just like a role player would, um, <sighs> that's why he would be, that's why he's a better ceiling raiser. The way I'm looking at it is if Carmelo Anthony is on a team, look at look at the 2009 uh, Nuggets, for instance. They went mm-hmm. and battled against the, uh, the Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers with um, Chauncey Billups as a guy. So we mm-hmm. put Carmelo Anthony on a team that is able to be ceiling raised. So let's say we put him on the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers. That's a team that definitely could contend to the titles and they could possibly win titles because mm-hmm. they have a player like Chris Paul, they have a defense set, and he'll be the best scorer on that team. So I think it's just kind of disingenuous to be like, oh, well, I see a floor raise, but he can't ceiling raise. I'm not saying like you can't. Said, I'm not saying Melo couldn't be successful in these situations, by the way. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Melo yeah, yeah. In the, on the Clippers, he has a, all the chance to win a title. I no, think no, Green is still sure. more valuable. You it's said, weird you said though, it was based, these are two completely based, different players. Yeah, like, you said like, it was they, based they, off they, of, they do completely different things. You said it was based off a of hypothetical, and I understand mm-hmm. and acknowledge that you're saying that it's based off a of hypothetical, but then I could just go around and say, well, damn, if I put a team perfectly constructed for Carmelo Anthony, him as my number one option, I think that's more valuable for me and my team to winning a championship than Draymond well, Green. Because we won't see Draymond Green as a role player. We won't see Draymond Green as a role player. He was drafted to Detroit. Oh man, did Draymond Green wouldn't even be in discussion. No, no, no. I'm talking about well, both of them. Actually, it's funny you say Carmelo that. Anthony. If 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 Carmelo was drafted to Detroit with Chauncey, um, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, and if he would have went and started at the four, Chauncey was just just said this a couple of days ago. Yeah, that did, it, it would have been a whole different Carmelo. Yeah, not not only would he have been able to maximize his talents on that team, but he would have been taught how to play the game more in a team facet playing with those vets above him and, and he wouldn't he, he wouldn't and, and also to... and also what you're doing Mars, you're you're saying draymond green in the role that he was as a third option i mean maybe yeah you could be right him as a third option is better than what does Mello, third option but... mean what does third option mean? like the third score oh okay third score you want to say he was the second best player i know you hold that dear yeah. to yourself so an but, option um, is only a score yeah, that's well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to define it as that, I'm not going to be mad at you for defining it as that. At the end of the day, Draymond you Green was. You define it as that. 
okay, I define it like that. You could define it how you want. I'm not going to have this debate with you though. Debonair, bro. I'm I'm on your team, bro. My, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. Like I apologize. Friendly bad. fire, friendly fire. <laughs> I'm saying is in my back. My bad. You're seeing Draymond Green and him as essentially a role player and how impactful he was, which I agree with. But if they're on the same spear and Melo's the leading guy for his team, Draymond's the leading guy for his team, I'm leaning more forward towards Melo and his team, in my opinion. All right. Next super chat. Mad Max, you give Magic anybody? Magic was going to make them a winner dub. It's Magic Johnson. He's a different caliber player. Uh, Linden. Oh, my God. Linden with another super chat. Dub directing his hate to Steph. Hate? to Steph to Magic. Ah, hate of stuff to Steph to Magic, I think. He knew he couldn't push his CP3 over Steph agenda, so went after Magic. <laughs> well, I could push I could push my agenda to whoever. Honestly. Maybe especially when I was trying to get into the impact before we got derailed for the cultural impact. <laughs> CP3, CP3 and the the teams he's been a part of, he's had a lesser supporting cast than every single one of those guys. And the way that he was being able to compete in the league and contend at a high level shows the impact that he has on the court. Want to uh, measure I'm things here. off the court? Where that's did on this y'all. CP3 love come from? You, CP, CP3 barely. CP3 I'm not going to say barely. Hey, but I like I'm not going to say barely, but... but I don't even think CP3 stacks up to Westbrook, bro. So, okay. No, he, Westbrook. Oh, no, he does not clear on, Westbrook. Clear on, Westbrook. Ron, Westbrook is on, your greatest on, point guard of all time. So, yo, of course, yo, you know, JD, you should have put Ron top left long ago. Yeah, you're right. Yo, if we're talking about accolades and ability to play, Russell Westbrook got an MVP. The fuck are Come we on. talking about? Russell, <laughs> no, if, if if KD doesn't leave, Russell Westbrook got championships and stuff. What are we talking? Yo, Russell Westbrook was undoubtedly one of the top players in the NBA during that campaign where he was going berserk on OKC. But Which when team it translates, when it the it doesn't translate as well as CP3's impact to his I'm teams. I'm talking about career. Now, hey, now I'm just being completely nasty and just talking about straight uh, accolades. Yeah, bro. Straight you're talking, bro. You're Russell talking about Westbrook. open gym. Russell Westbrook is a way better open gym basketball okay. player than Chris Ball. You are okay, but, absolutely right, correct. And then, we could, and then we could talk, and we could talk about um, NBA too. In Chris, no, West, no. West, all right, let's do this. We now. can't talk about now. NBA. Russell Westbrook, a better scorer. Ron, you're being Russell, West, Russell right Westbrook, now, more athletic. Russell Westbrook, better rebounder. Russell Westbrook, you guys say Chris Paul's a better playmaker. I don't want to hear about that rebounding six. shit as a he point guard. More Come on, Ron. Russell don't do Westbrook. that box score stuff. Come and then, on, you, then you'll give CP defense. Okay, I'll, I'll give CP clears defense. on defense. I think when I it comes to clear on defense, I, I think when it comes to, you know, game, bro, I controlling think, the basketball game it, and that's your job as a point say, guard. It, He's the, it, one okay, of the greatest floor generals. Empty stats carnival CP too. He hasn't won nothing, but nothing. he hasn't won anything due nothing, to the nothing, injuries. Nothing. We walked around this timeline and already, bro. Injuries and then all. Oh, it's so right, we, we don't have to get back, no, back into it. We don't just no excuses, but CP gets a bunch of excuses. Russ blew a three-one lead with Kevin Durant, bro. What are we doing now? Oh, he was playing with James Harden. What are we doing? Oh, um, if DeAndre Ayton wouldn't have been mad at Monty Williams, then maybe they would have did this. It's just the biggest if ever. Ron, but nobody, nobody, I don't sit here and be like, oh yeah, Russ isn't that guy because he didn't win rings. I say that Russ isn't, I say that Russ is better than, I say that Chris Paul is better than Russ because of what Jay said, his ability to control the floor, his ability to get, create guys involved, his ability to be composed. And you want to talk about his scoring. Oh, we talk, like hold up, hold up, more, hold up, Ron, hold up, Ron, hold up, Ron. And when we talk about the scoring as well, maybe 
Russell Westbrook. Russ led the league in scoring. Don't even talk about it. The way he clears the defense, Westbrook is scoring. No, we're not about to talk about scoring. We're not going to talk about scoring. We're going to talk about scoring. We are not going to talk about scoring with Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. Where is Bradley Beal? Bro, when we're talking about late game situations, bro, it's definitely harder to stop CP3 than it is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's guy, I see numerous times step up, even in the playoffs, bro. I see numerous and times where Chris Paul was nowhere to be found either. Because he was hurt. All right, let's move. Last super chat here, Mad Max. Dub, Dr. J is right outside the top 10. And prior to Kobe and LeBron, who, whose resume? Resume-wise. Who, resume, resume wise. Who's resume-wise, Dr. Resume is similar. Dr. J was in most people top 10. Dr. J, it's like their LBJ Kobe. I'm so sorry. That was difficult. But, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we, we need some commas and, you know, and periods in that. <laughs> Yo, please, next time. Commas and periods, fellas. Andrew G, to me, CP3 clears Russ. He's a better Point guard in what I may think you meant to say, Andrew, is point god. Yo, this is a great time for me to recognize the Players' Choice YouTube regular and elite members. So I want to shout y'all out, man. Thank you guys so much for supporting Players' Choice. You guys um, have been amazing, man. You guys are the reason that we're able to do this. So shout out to our regular and elite members, Devin Mabry, Broctopus, iOS Inc., TC the Don, Gideon, Tyson Thomas, Ace Woogie, Devontae Bailey, King J, Zeke Noel, Kendrick's best squad, 40KOW, LeBron James, with some more words. Dorian Clayton, Sacred Gaming, Grande Jones, Tino Bolton, Uncle Tito, Real Max Sauce, Josh P23, Elder Rufus, Nick T, Bate, K-Dog, Adam Malik, Jagars, Underworld, MC Robinson, Kenny White, Big Meech, James, Gaz, one, two, three. Whoo, that is a lot of names. Monty, Mamba Multiverse sent a super chat, said, who's a better floor general, CP3 or LeBron? That is actually a really good question. I do like this one. Yeah, for sure. LeBron. Chris Paul. Ooh. What does floor general mean? In my eyes is... Being able to get teammates involved and have your teammates perform at a high level. Yeah, even though LeBron that James by far. CP3 has more instances of his definition. teammates. No, no, no. CP3 has more instances of his teammates playing at a higher level than LeBron Floor, James his teammates. Floor true. general is like That's controlling the pace of the offense and uh-huh. dissecting a defense and making sure people in the right positions to score. Like That's how I see it i would take Nobody it a step further it. when it comes to controlling the pace not just of the offense but the game like you yeah right yeah. the game right mm-hmm. how, yes, how the pace of the other team is cp3 yep. and controlling no basketball better than lebron james yeah i mean it's it's good yeah. i would i think it's kind of preference at that point like obviously you're going to take lebron because of his again <laughs> do accolades you, do you watch cp3 like come on bro i know you're a lebron i lived in, fan, I lived in phoenix bro Oh, I, I know you're a LeBron years, fan, but watched, come on, so we'll, him, we'll have to I was lie. Watch him like at real we don't games. have to, we okay. don't have to lie about that. Nobody's LeBron lying, James, bro. LeBron James to is sit what here he does. And act like LeBron James is is that CP3. CP3 is better. That's not a ridiculous thing a to say. Floor. It is ridiculous. It's not that ridiculous, J Rob. Honestly, it's, it, it's debatable. I, I you can debate it. it. It's, it's, you can it's debate it, bro. CP three, CP three, but but Bron is actually is clearly to me the better floor. I remember both the greatest. Some of the greatest at the, the title of Why? the sport general, but Braun is easily the better one. Why? Because when it comes to the teammates that is involved, what's the biggest dividend a... of what's the biggest way to measure a floor general? 
Don't you Honestly. dare say it. Don't you dare I'll, I'll say, say that. Shit. What are you gonna say? I'll say that shit. What are you gonna say? What say it, Jay Rob. Say it. You know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. But the uh, to use the word, to use the metric of a floor general, because you said gets people involved, production out of their players, bro. Bron, LeBron James literally has done that to win titles. Fuck out of here. That's why I'm not to with this, bro. Finals and That's win why titles, I'm not bro. with this. Putting yo, people this in the best position. dudes paid. Dele, Matthew Delavadova got paid. Tristan Thompson Chat. got paid. You see, Come this on. is what we talk about. Like, you can't bro, just hold on just, to this winning bro, and just, just real, and just set. Bro. We can't. We got to be able to you separate the talents general. from you the winning, bro. I'm sorry, I'm not separating the. Uh, especially if we're talking about floor general. There's more things reasons sorry, on why they won and just LeBron James and winning, his bro. floor because general, bro. Floor general, that means you have to impact. There's more people things that led to winning than just him and his ability to be a floor general. There's more things that led on to that. It's his defense. It's his ability to score. Like, come on, son. Yeah, I feel you, but nah, bro. If you talk about mean, floor nah, general, bro, bro, those are just a fact. A you can't. General, if you want to measure like you it said, all, when you, you, when want... you said it, you said a floor general to you is a guy who gets people involved, gets the most production out of people, puts them in the right place to make plays and create. And you can sit here and say Chris Paul does it as a high level, which he has, not taken that away, but to say he does that at a higher level than LeBron James, to me, that math don't math up. Just because, because he ain't win rings. If you're talking about a guy making the plays to put a team in position to win games, because that's what a floor general does, Dub. That's what CP3 does. That's what CP3 does. Yeah, but he's not done that at a higher level than LeBron James. You just say he that's hasn't won it. rings. Accountability, that's it. bro. That's, that's it. all you're doing. That's all you're not, doing. And I'm saying I'm doing, that's a bro. false thing to do because there's more things that led to them all winning right, so, than just him and his floor general abilities. It's the, the way he's such a dominant scorer. It's the way that he plays defense. It's all of those things all into Ooh. one. And on top of that, hold on, hold on. But you also said on this panel, and this is where you got to also take in track. You also said on this panel that Chris Paul is an elite defender. You've said that before. So don't bring up defense as a slight. Don't bring up defense and say, what you oh, talk, it's not a slight. Defense. When you, I'm acknowledging you somebody. Remember, Chris Paul's also led the NBA in steals. He's also it's, made a few all defensive teams. J Rob, J Rob, it's about, it's about, it's not a, J Rob, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about what led to them winning. There's more factors than just him being a floor general than them led to them winning. You can't say, say just because they won a ring, he's a better floor general. Stephen Curry, a better floor general Paul, just because he won Chris a ring. Paul be a great floor general and lead any of the teams. That LeBron is as let me say not any of them. Okay, I'll give you let's let's use let's do let's do 2015. Let's do 2015. Could Chris Paul as a floor general put that team in a position to make a legitimate playoff run? Or would he have got would he have lost probably in the first round? Well, I mean, if he's playing with Kyrie Irving, he's answering my question, a whole different bro. thing. Yes I don't no know, question, probably bro. not. They, they that's because lost, right? that's because that's because LeBron James and his him being a better player than LeBron James. You're you're what you're doing. You're taking LeBron James as the player and trying to apply that as floor general and seeing how they won chips. No, LeBron, bro, like just, it's a weird thing to do. Play, it's not a weird thing. To it's do a part LeBron of his thing. LeBron yes, has literally is. been a floor general his whole career, bro. I'm not saying the, the that's offenses, false. Offenses, offenses have re- okay. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask y'all a question. The, the panel. Do y'all look at Jokic as a floor general? Point forward. So he's not I a floor general. I, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily look at him like so, a so floor Mark, I, I, general. I but I personally, Mars, in my eyes, I kind of would you on that. Like floor general, to, what, he, what they're trying to say is a floor general is a guy who commands an offense, bro. Like he commands the offense. He's like the playmaker, sets everybody up for success. So that's what the, the, the ideal 
definition of a floor general. It's it's more than that because that there are point guards who aren't floor generals, or they're just not like great at at it. Pull so. that super chat up too. I, I, that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to get to these. Mad Max said. All LeBron teammates get worse with him. CP3 teammates get better. The myth of LBJ floor general skills is a joke. He's a great score playmaker, not floor general. So he's not a floor general, but he's going to pass Magic Johnson this year in assists. Bro, oh but God. but floor, floor general, not, bro, you're you're mixing you're mixing floor you. general and playmaker. Come on, come on. You're mixing floor general and playmaker. You're mixing floor general and playmaker. Come on, guys, fellas, fellas, are we really going to act like being a floor general and getting assists is not? That does, if you're gonna sit here and say, Dub, if you're gonna go here and tell oh, oh three hundred no. people Chris that assists don't apply to being a floor general, J Rob, but J Rob, what you're getting confused is you can be a floor general and not be getting the assists. Like I'm reading the defense and seeing where my teammates need to be to set them up for success for a full play. Like I'm gonna dish so it over Chris here Paul, to Chris go to Paul, the corner, so and then the corner's gonna kick now, it down to, to the post, point, and they're gonna okay, score. That's not LeBron's assist. Okay, to point. To your point, okay. To your to your point, uh, JD. Chris Paul did what you just said at a higher level than LeBron James. And bro, and I'm not arguing LeBron over Dude. Chris Paul because I'm saying no, it's, it's debatable. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm obviously my conversations with Dub. I'm asking you the question, uh, but that question really wasn't for you, JD. It was for Dub because the way you explained it is a good explanation. So Dub, you're gonna sit here and tell me that he does that better. At a higher CP3, level. And CP3, that super chat to me I'm gonna was tell a waste you, of time. I'm going to tell, tell you. That gives any context to anything. All right, CP3, this is the last thing, and then we're moving. CP3, CP3 is better, in my opinion, at reading and breaking down. Well, they could be the same, but they're damn near to each other, reading and breaking down defenses. I think he does a better job at understanding his personnel, a better job at getting guys in positions to succeed, and a better job of elevating his teammates than LeBron James has ever done. Anytime, the majority of times that LeBron James has been the teammates with people, their production has went down, and they were lesser, ver- lesser versions of themselves. And those are just the facts. All right. Mad Max, LBJ played 20 seasons. Magic played what? 12. How is LeBron taking eight seasons to pass Magic and assists? Help you help your point, J-Rob. Um, Lyndon. I mean, it, it helps my point because Chris Paul been playing damn near the same amount of years. It's nowhere close, no? Chris Paul's a And we're arguing for him, right? Chris, Poo's like Chris Paul done played, what, 19 seasons, 20 seasons? He nowhere in the mix. Not even close. Because I know that's Jesus not true. Christ. All right, Lyndon sent a super chat. Chris, said, Chris Paul's definitely above LeBron in assists. 100% above LeBron. Holy shit, bro. These Chris, super chats are LeBron. coming crazy, bro. Okay, hold on. 10,977. How far apart Chris, Chris Paul led the league in assists for five different years. And no, that's a fact. I, yeah. How far is it apart? Yeah, I might have tripped out with that one. And to answer that super chat, Magic is number one in assist because, or is above LeBron in assist because he he the goat. That's why. Chris Poole is Chris Poole's like nine hundred assists above LeBron. All right, Lyndon, who's prime better than CP three? Who's prime's better, CP three or Westbrook? I think Russ is better. Russ. Mama Multiverse. The definition of floor general is a. PG or other player who provides leadership by running the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more to it, but in essence, it's the person who leads the offense. Yes, there's a little bit more nuance to it. But anyway, Dub, final words. God bless. I hope all you guys have an exquisite day and enjoy your evening. Ron. Great iron tonight. 
six Pacific time. You gonna you gonna catch Dub on there. You gonna catch J Rob on there. My man Bama gonna be on there, being extremely nasty. Sports fluent to be on there. Y'all come tap in. We got some exclusive content for y'all tonight. It will be a great episode. Hashtag Car over Lamar. <laughs> uh, J Rob. Yo, can I uh, shamelessly plug something in here? Go ahead. Go All ahead. right, so I'm not going to lie, fellas. I got this project going on. Dub kind of knows about it. Ron knows about it a little bit. But I got this burner account on Twitter. So everybody in here, I was going to put the link in the chat. It would be a lot to me if y'all can go out your way. If you have a Twitter account, just go follow the page, interact with it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm cooking up something right now. This This project is kind of a big deal. But if you could follow, I would appreciate that. So, bro's plugging a burner. Follow me at Real Jordan Deal. Follow me at Real Jordan. Like what? Plugging the burner is crazy. It'll make more sense when we uh, get off this chat, bro. But um, when we get off the live, I'll explain. But got you. If you could go follow that burner, I would appreciate it, y'all, for real. Mars, final words. <laughs> mean a lot. Oh, yeah, well, last part, JD. Last yo, J Rod. Last part. No. This is this is important. This is important for. I'm sure it isn't. It is. I put this in the Discord as well. Also, if you follow the the Twitter, I'm also um, giving away a pair of off white twos. Um, okay, that was important. Dead stock, dead stock, off white twos. I'm picking at random. So if you follow, if you literally follow the Twitter page, it, I'm, it doesn't matter the size because either if they fit you or not, that's a. All right, they get it. They get it. Put all that stuff on the Twitter, and they'll follow the rules. All right, Mars. Thank you. Thank you. JD got to uh, take yeah, a shit or something. I have many more agendas to push. So. Ah, more agendas coming soon. Euro. I have a lot to say, but for the sake of ending the stream, JD, I don't want to torture you any longer. Yeah, you have JD, a lot to JD, say? Go take, your, go take your douche, JD. Was, we know that's what you got to do. I can see on, the sweat trickling off your forehead. I'm not sweating. Come I'm on, just man. very now. I'm curious, like what you're gonna say. I was just gonna, I was just gonna plug everything, man. Shout out to you yeah, know, the plug. PC fam, everybody. You know, uh, like Ron said, PC Gridiron. We got a lot of great stuff going on. Obviously, shout out to the panel. You know, make sure you subscribe and turn on the notifications so you don't miss all That's of this great huge. content that we got turn going that on. Shit on. Um, and not just you know the videos that we're putting up, but also the lives. You know, PC Footy. Obviously, you know they're doing great things. So, um, what else we got? We are not the same. We got all, all kinds of crazy good shit bro you know I mean? and so, there's even more stuff in the in. tuck that you guys have no idea what's coming it's gonna be disgusting going into the fall chat oh my god we are not the same make sure you like comment subscribe do all the things man smoking layups peace out yes sir hey j-rob that hoodie fire too